Hello, and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad podcast, everyone. I am Keegan Preslak. And I'm Keegan's brother, Ben Preslak. Whoa, that's not Eric. Whoa. Who is that? Well, we sound the same. So. <laughs> I don't think we sound the same, <laughs> no, do we? No, we're different enough, but I don't sound like Eric. Well, hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad podcast, everybody. I'm Keegan. This is my brother, Ben. Hello. And normally, this podcast is hosted by someone else. He is currently on a hiatus because he is... Um, hiatus easy. He is hiatus easy right now. But this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico get together, hopefully once a month, and talk horror movies and horror stuff and everything else. But that guy isn't here because he is off skateboarding. And actually, I saw him last night. Uh, this is all a lie because <laughs> I recorded an episode with Eric last night. So none of this makes any sense anymore. Exactly. So you've already heard that. Hopefully if you haven't, we recorded an awesome bonus episode of the podcast where, uh, Eric and I just kind of went crazy, like to be honest. And we did a lot of, so we just did what he'd been watching, what I'd been watching when insane. And then we have a surprise topic for the end of that podcast. So if you've come to this and haven't heard that, Please check out that bonus episode. It's almost two hours long, so that's a I lot of fun. I haven't gotten to hear it yet. You will hear it soon. I'm finishing it today. So, so hello, Ben. How are you? I'm great. How about you? Look you look great. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm doing fantastic. Really. Actually, you look... Uh, I look kind of like garbage. Well... I've you, been working all day. You look like you're wearing a ghost t-shirt. I am. Uh, one of my favorite bands. Yes. We, but we'll get to that later. We will get to that. Um, so, yes, Ben is my brother. The idea behind this podcast is to have a guest on, and it's Ben. He's my brother, Ben Preslak. And uh, we're going to talk about what makes him tick because our podcast so far has been Eric and I, and we just go on and on and on. Eric goes on about his Italian horror. Kigi goes on about his, I don't know. I really, what what the hell do I talk about? You listen to the podcast, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I could, I could lay it out. It's obvious. I, I know everybody out there probably knows this, but let's uh, hear it. I mean, all Eric ever talks about is titties and gore and Keegan comes in to talk about, uh, the actual process of making movies and the packaging <laughs> of the movies and like the, you know, all the, the nitty gritty the details. Yeah. 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 But you guys, that, I mean, to be say, honest, to that's be not on- to say that Eric doesn't also do like a lot of filmmaking talk. No, no, of he course. Is, he is the heart of the show. In I mean, my you opinion. guys are almost the perfect duo because it just, just the fact that both of you guys have the same love for horror movies. I feel like you both have the same love of movies in general. And then to add to it, you have both this ability to be like, you're very different. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because we had a podcast at one point. Yes, we did. Thank you for bringing uh, that up. Yeah. Preslak Brothers po- uh, Filmcast. Sorry. Uh, uh, whoa. Uh, whoa, I hit the mic. <laughs> I'm, I'm so new you, at this. You're Eric now. You're peeking the yeah, mic. Well, I got to be here. I got to yell and scream and stuff. You but go um, nuts. Uh, we had a podcast, and, and I think it was great. Uh, if you, I mean, he gave you homework to go listen to any of that, so you should have already done it. I'm but, sure no one did. Uh, well, nobody listens is the problem. Well, okay, um, number one, except for Brian. He told us not to say that nobody listens. Okay, well. So shout out to at horror nerd. Oh, sorry. Brian the horror nerd. Wow. Shout out Almost to him. messed up his name. He told us not to say that no one well, listens. Well, I'm not Eric, so I can say whatever I want, right? That's right. And you don't know anything. So well, you I, don't know, I don't even listen to the podcast. So no. 
anyway, we had a podcast and it was great. Uh, I think that we do really well at talking about stuff. We just talked very well together and we do pretty well. We talk good. But the difference is, is that you and Eric just have this other chemistry where like you're both different. So yeah, like, whereas I, like you and I are pretty similar in the way we talk. I mean, you have very, you're way more in movies than I am, but so, I mean, you, you're able to talk more in depth than I think I am, but sure. But at the same time, he, he just has a different way of talking about stuff. It, obviously like, he peaks the mic and stuff. I mean, it's just, he's very, you guys are very different and it works so well. It's right. just a perfect I would, combination. I agree. And I, I would consider my discussion sort of level headed on film and Eric is very emotional and excited. Um, so it's in my opinion, perfect yin and yang, but I think that's enough said about, uh, en- enough navel gazing, if you will. Ooh. Uh, you like that? I do. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, I agree. And you know, you listen to the podcast. Do you like us? I do. Uh, I enjoy it. I, uh, I know part of the purpose of this here episode is that I'm not the biggest horror fan out there. Um, but you do like horror. I do. That's the thing. So like, it's not cause I know that you kind of explained it, you know, now it's going to be two episodes ago. Uh, your best of 2017 episode. That's true. And you, you should check of, that out. Kind of explained it in a way where it would be like a non horror fan talking about horror movies. Obviously it's kind of a cop out because I do have a love yeah. because I love the craft of the horror movie. Uh, it's the easiest way to sell the idea of the episode. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it, Cause it's yeah. still what it is. Yeah. If totally. I had a choice between seeing, you know, uh, a horror movie and some dumb comedy. Uh, I, I wanted to name two movies right there. I just couldn't think of two off the top of my head. I'm kind of, I an haven't idiot. been any good comedies lately. No. Except for game night, which I can talk game night's awesome. I really want to see, see like, if I had a chance between uh game night and what's a horror movie that just came out recently. Insidious four. Uh, well, I haven't seen any of the other insidious. <laughs> okay. so. Well, there's another movie that I talked on the last episode of the podcast called Winchester. Okay, so that one. That one if I had a choice sucked, between though. seeing those two, uh, I'd go see Game Night, but that's not a good example anyway. Anyway, right. uh, I'm not not I'm not not a horror fan. I I really do like whenever you hear my kind of my list, it's going to be different than maybe somebody who really doesn't watch any horror movies. Like it's a little different than you know. Someone who's just going to say like Annabelle's the best horror sure. movie of all time. Sure. And the thing, and the other major part is, and I, I don't want to take credit, but like, you're also my brother. So like you've seen stuff that quote unquote non horror fans would have never seen. Yeah. That's, and that's been a plus forever is that I've, I've really gotten a good, a good helping of like some of the most random here's a good, I mean, I've seen cannibal Holocaust. Yes. Uh, I think that's a good example. A classic like, that we spoke nobody about. Nobody watches that podcast. movie unless you have a reason to see that movie. Yeah. And other than it, that, it's incredible. It is. You talked about it. Cause I saw, I saw on the Instagram that Eric watched it, man. I, I don't even know how easily I could sit through that movie. Like I, I could watch it again. I'm just saying like, it's not a movie. I just go, Hey, you know, I'm just going to pop right. in uh, cannibal Holocaust, but that's you guys. That, that's the perfect example yeah, of the cannibal, difference between I mean, you guys and me. It certainly takes the right kind of person to watch cannibal Holocaust. I'm with you, but you mentioned a good part that we haven't explained. Ben is here to give us uh, at the end of this episode. His our topic is going to be his top five horror of all time, as best he could come up with. So you know it's going to be Ben, my brother, so Ben Preslax, uh, top five horror. So we're going to do that at the end, just as a regular topic, as always. Um, and then we're going to sort of get into like why he likes horror, why he likes specific horror, why he doesn't, why he doesn't like to be jump scared. We'll get to this, but Ben hates jump scares. Ben hates them with a passion. I can tell you right now. That's a good tease. Yes. So we will get to that and we'll ask him why he hates them so much. And I have a theory as well, but we'll make sure not 
to stop the podcast because I'm not Eric because there's some good stuff yes. coming up. Yes, and I have a theory as to why you don't like jump scares, but we should get to that. Ooh. So all of that being said, I think we're good to get into the, the pod pod, if I, if you will. Ooh, but pod. first, as always, got to a couple pleasantries. One is on our last full episode of the podcast. I noted that we got a, a review from somebody named Mike E or Mike Peg- Pengel, M. Pengel. And uh, he hit me up and told me who he was. I was like, who is this guy? He's a, he's a, a listener that found us through the Blu-ray.com forum. Uh, I had the podcast link in my signature, which they have since removed because apparently you can't promote your... But having said that, uh, Mike, Mike E., M. Pengel, thank you so much for leaving your review. And yeah, I know who you are now. You're from the Blu-ray Forum. And thank you so much for checking us out from that medium. That's awesome. I go there all the time to look at when new movies are coming out, steelbooks, or sales. I was literally just about to ask, how long have you been on that website? Because, I mean, I, I can literally remember forever ago you talking about that. Like, I'd be talking about yeah. uh, the the record-collecting website that I'm on yes. that I used to be on. I don't even go there much anymore. And you'd be talking about this Blu-ray.com yep. website. So it's hilarious that eventually think, somebody became a fan or right. you know, a listener. Hopefully, of this hopefully podcast. he's hopefully out a there fan. still. Hit me up again if you if you hear this. But yeah, so and that's a great site, Blu-ray.com. They I, I get so many sales and stuff from there. Um, so yeah, Mikey and Pengel, thank you so much for leaving that review. Also, uh, Sopapia left us a review on the last uh, Such full a episode. Good name. And her name is Sophia. It looks like she's from New Mexico. So thank you so much for listening, Sophia. Uh, Sopapia. Really appreciate your review and thank you for listening. Uh, appreciate you for having me. <laughs> so uh, that's an unrelated joke. That uh, th- That's one thing I have to say. Ben and I are brothers, so we're really stupid, number one. And number two, we have a lot of dumb inside jokes. We'll try to keep those to I'm a minimum. I'm going to try to keep them on, a da- on, on the download. I don't want anybody to get, you know, start getting in on them. Uh, totally. And, and, but you know, they, they could come out. So we apologize. Where the hell was I? <laughs> oh <laughs> you yeah. just talked about Sopapia. That's right. And then, uh, we also have a new review, which, um, so Melissa Mazaris, I can't remember how to say her last name. Uh, so she's a new listener of ours and we're super excited to have her as a listener. She left us a review, which I haven't read yet. So I'm going to read that now. All right, here we go. So thank you, Melissa, for leaving this five-star review on iTunes. I have recently started listening to the Ghoul Squad and have found myself longing to listen to more. I love the dynamic between E-Dog and Kigi, which I appreciate her using our nomenclatures. Uh, in listening to a few episodes, I have, I've, <laughs> I've already watched five, oh God, I can't read apparently, five of their recommended films <laughs> and have yet to be disappointed. Sadly, I started listening when Eric announced his upcoming hiatus. Ooh, boo. <laughs> On the reviews. <laughs> Uh, but I will continue listening to previous airings and will patiently wait for Keegan's upcoming episodes with Ben. Look at Ooh, that. Ooh, I made it in the reviews already. I made it in the review. Keep on keeping on, boys. You're rocking my horror movie world. P.S. My t-shirt order shall be happening in the near future, and I will wear the shirt with great pride. I thanked her on the last episode, but thank you again, Melissa, for buying a t-shirt. Uh, she even edited her shirt to put uh, one of our slogans on there. So Is funny. that currently the longest review on uh No, on the Mike E's was extremely long, and I didn't read the whole thing. I mean, that's so good. I mean, those are some... I mean. 
just looking Top at you scrolling, I, mean, I don't want to, you know, it's some good reviews right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me how many reviews are on the uh, Preslite Brothers film cast? Zero. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a couple. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then also our last pleasantries, uh, Melissa Mazaris, Mazaris, I'm not sure. Uh, thank you so much for buying a shirt and as well as Brian the Horror Nerd bought a shirt. So thank you guys. If you want a shirt, go to bit.ly slash ghoul squad color. And pick up a shirt. I don't have a color shirt yet. I only have the black and white still. They're pretty sweet, man. I wear mine all the time. I'm not wearing it now, but I do wear it all the time. Uh, I think that's it for the you, pleasantries. You know, I just remembered uh, you didn't even ask me, like, what's going on in my life. That's where that's where we're at. Oh, right here? Ben, how are you? <laughs> don't cut that out. I won't. Absolutely you leave not. all that. So how are you? Oh, I'm. you did already ask me how I was, and um, I, you know, I said I was good. How's life? Oh, I mean, it's great. What's going on with you? Oh, okay. Well, let me go. Uh, you know, I didn't, didn't expect no, so that like, question. You know, Ben, tell us about yourself. So the reason I just remembered that is that I brought up my shirt that I had purchased and, and it reminded me that I wore that the day after a very important day in my yes. life. So uh, not the day of though, of course not. Cause you know, that would have been unprofessional. I wore it odd. the next day. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I got a lot going on right now. Uh, actually that'd probably be one of the biggest reasons that it was really hard for us to get our schedules in line to make yeah. this episode. So before we get to what we've been watching, which uh, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about, Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? And the most important thing, what's your job? Because one of the things on this podcast we talk about a lot is what Eric does. Eric's a postal worker. Uh, and we always he always tells a story about his postal workings. I tell less. I work at a hotel. Um, so it's a little... It's not as fun as the Federal Reserve or uh, AKA the, the Federal <laughs> Reserve, AKA the post office. Yeah. But uh, what do you do for a living? Well, uh, I am currently uh, what is known as two different things. Some people call it a lease operator. Other people around our area call it a pumper. Yes. Uh, I work in the oil field industry. Uh, I've done this for about six months now, a little over. And uh, I just go out into the oil field and I take a bunch of readings and report them. And I also do a bunch of maintenance out there to make sure everything's running really good and everything's still pumping yeah. oil and, you know, uh, destroying the earth and, and just all that fun Things stuff. Things like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they pay me money to do it. So anyway. But it's I, good paying, right? Like it, you get, yeah, it so pays that's pretty awesome. well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really fun. I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, actually, just recently I've started the process. I, I worked for a contracting company and. And I've done a good enough job that they really liked me at the company I work at that uh, they're in the process of signing me over. And, and so it, things are going well. It's, I'm moving on up and it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Well, congratulations for your recent promotion. One last thing about yourself. You're getting married soon. You I am. That. Yes. That's, awesome. uh, that, 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 that's a little more important than my job. Yeah. yeah I uh, yeah I uh, have uh, uh, an amazing fiance that I am currently in the process of planning a wedding with and it, things are going great. Uh, you're the best man. So, yes, I am. Uh, you will be there. And One half of Ghoul Squad will be there. Are you yes. inviting Eric? I am actually. I just got his address that's yesterday. Amazing. I hit him up yesterday for his address. And, Do you think uh, Eric will go? I don't believe he will. I have no <laughs> doubt he won't be That'd there. That'd be awesome if he didn't go. Um, yeah, I invited uh, some people and some of the people that are some of your listeners I invited. So look out for invitations. Yeah, like, I might like, just send them out to, what is it, Brian the Horror Nerd? Yeah, yeah you might get an invitation it, with your uh, t shirt. It's like a fucking uh, golden ticket. Like you might get it in the mail. Come to my wedding. An invitation the to a Preslock brother wedding. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yes, it would. So. 
Uh, is that good on you? Do you feel like you've talked that's about yourself enough? Yeah, those are the two most important. Oh, I'm also in the process of buying a house, so that's a lot of you fun are, as that's well. that's true. Yeah. I'm um, planning a wedding and buying a house at the same time. It's easily the smartest thing you can do. It's oh, those two, always a good two of the most important it. moments in your entire life, and I'm doing them at the same time. It's really smart. Well, thank you for that. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking how I am. How are you doing, Keegan? <laughs> I'm just kidding. How's your job I always said that to Eric. It's going well. Um, I work at the hotel. Uh, Can you get me any discounts? Nope. Can't right. get any discounts. And uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty chill. Like I said on the last podcast, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite Battle Royale. I've played a couple games of that. And chilling. I'm not so. very good. I think that's good. Well, right? I've been playing a lot of HQ recently. Does, oh does yeah, the want to trivia about game. That? Yeah, well, we got to put a timestamp on this episode. So uh, we've been playing a lot of HQ. You know, Scott Rogowski's a god, and <laughs> anything else we can. Okay. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with the white van. That's not even from right now. Anyway, so thank you so much for telling us about yourself, and I think it's time to get to the actual episode. The um, important things you guys care about horror movies, but no, I'm kidding, but it's time for some <laughs> horror movie talk. And uh, so this is what we've been watching and uh, it's going to be interesting because Ben watches different stuff and I don't know. Do you want to go first? I did. You know I mean? I did my, I did my due diligence for this episode. I made sure to branch out just so I'd have things to talk about here right. today. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I mean, I can, I can go first. So, uh, you sound nervous. Well, I am kind of nervous. Sound rattled. Here's the reason I'm nervous, and this is something I told you I was going to talk about on the podcast. Um, is that the only reason I'm a little nervous about all this is that some of these, in what I've been watching, I've obviously been watching this probably in the past month. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been like some of these things I haven't watched now for like a few weeks, which I know you guys do all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous that it's not fresh enough anymore. And no, the biggest okay. thing I'm nervous about is like my list is movies I haven't seen. I don't know when the last time I saw them. Some of them has been a lot of months. Some of them have been a couple years. Sure. Um, well, remember I'm here, so I can always talk about any movie. Yes, <laughs> and I think you'll do a good enough job to keep yeah. me on track. But I just don't want it to. I guess the only disclaimer I'm giving is I don't want it to ever sound like I'm not up uh, to date. No, 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 no. I don't want it to sound like I'm with it. I'm. Uh, not an actual fan of the movie because I don't have enough to talk about. It's sure. just that I know for usually for you guys episodes, you do a lot of, you know, cramming, you cram some movies in. I don't do that because I suck. So, well, anyway, that's it. Thank you for letting us know. Any, all that. Am I going first? I hope so. Jesus okay, Christ. Well, after all that <laughs> disclaimer, here we go. Anyway, first movie on what I've been watching. Hello, uh, Ben. What have you been watching? Oh, oh wow. Uh, well, uh, I recently watched the movie. This is going to sound ridiculous that I finally saw it. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm the last person on earth that saw this movie. I finally watched Get Out. Yes. Um, a uh, Oh, disclaimer. Another disclaimer <laughs> is that tomorrow <laughs> is the Oscars. We're recording this one day. That's true. Before the Oscars. It's important to note because we will be talking about Oscar nominees and we're not going to be talking about what they won or if they won. So I just think it's important. So by the time you hear this, hopefully Jordan Peele has won best director and And get out has won best picture. Yeah. It won't, it won't, but hopefully no, but that's the, so that's what I'm talking about. Here at the ghoul squad podcast. We endorse that happening that or shape of water. Of course, the first movie I want to talk about is the Oscar nominated get out. Uh, everybody's seen it. I mean, there's not much I can say about it that it hasn't been said, uh, and it's just fantastic. Yeah. Just obviously, the first thing to say, everybody has to say, is that it's a very big uh, social commentary. It's what it's made for. It's made to make you think, made to make you go 
to kind of get a glimpse into another side of the story, uh, how they see it. It's it does what it's supposed to do. That's for sure. And uh, obviously, it's a big topic, uh, huge social commentary. Sadly, uh, there was one thing about the fact that I so I listened to the Ghoul Squad. Uh, there was a single mention of a tiny spoilery moment. But yes, it, obviously, like true, I said, yeah. like I said, everybody's seen Get Out. So I'm like the last person on earth that that mattered for. It was it was a detail that... You're, you're calling us out for spoiling Get Out for you? Yeah, it was a detail. <laughs> Putting us on trial? I, but the thing is about Get Out is I feel like for a horror podcast, it may be the one detail you had to eventually say to have a reason to be talking about it Yeah, kind of thing. Anyway... The movie's fantastic. I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to give anything away myself. Sure. Well, what struck me about... <clears throat> so, Ben and I rewatched... Well, I rewatched it. Ben saw it for the first time. Get Out. What struck me rewatching Get Out was... I hadn't seen it since I saw it in theater. Was how technically perfect it is. It's it's like... like Not only is it all those things, which is political commentary, social social commentary... And all of that makes it like one of the best movies of the last 10 years. Um, Jordan Peele like made a technically like almost perfect movie. Like I almost feel like there's nothing like everything about it's perfect. The camera work, the lighting, the way it looks. And then like I was struck by seeing the not I was going to call it the upside down. That's that's uh, Stranger Things. But the sunken place um, again on on a TV screen. Uh, it's just gorgeous. And like it's baffling that he made that for such little amount of money. I mean, it's just such a great, great movie. It's, it's, it's basically perfect. Like yeah, it's a perfect movie for that to be his first movie right out. I mean, right out of off, right off the bat, his first movie he's ever directed. It's insane. It's weird. And I, I know that he recently said like, there's a big thing that he he's, he quit acting. So he doesn't want to act anymore at all. Yeah. And I mean, it's just crazy how possible that is. Like he, you don't probably ever have to act again. You could direct for the rest of your life. I mean, you just yeah. won and you're up for best director on your first movie. I mean, that's just crazy. It, yeah. it only happens once in a generation. It was pretty, pretty remarkable to get to watch. Uh, and especially with what you just said at low budget, like it's just yeah. insane. And it, it, the horror aspect, it's not, you know, it's not the most horror movie, but it's definitely a genre. It's very, it's like a Hitchcock, very rare to it's see. a Hitchcockian thriller until the end. Um, but I don't know. It just blew my mind. Like there's other films recently that, that don't have all of the like social political commentary that we just hail as like, those are like the best directors. Um, so like David Robert Eggers with the witch or David, Oh God, no Robert Eggers with the witch and David Robert Mitchell with it follows. Like those are movies that we've like lifted those directors to like, they made like a masterpiece in a way. And like, not only is it, all those great things about get out, but also it's like a perfectly crafted movie. Like it's, it blew my mind rewatching it because I almost, I like it more having seen it again. Finally, it's, it's awesome. So yeah, get out's amazing. It's definitely fantastic. I mean, it was, I'm, I'm glad that I finally saw it. It was a movie that I wanted to see the first time I ever saw a trailer for it. Yeah. It's just one of those movies. I just never, never got a chance to see, which is, happens a lot more for me than happens for you. But yeah, I'm glad I got to finally see it. It is definitely, I mean, it's one of the best movies of the entire year. If it wins best picture, it totally deserves it. It's it's great. I don't think it will. I'll make a prediction right now. I'm just going to rock with three billboards. Yeah, it's going to be three billboards. And I'm yeah. really upset that I haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, obviously we've heard 
many people talking about it recently and and it's killing me like i i feel like that's a movie that i needed to have already seen before the yeah. oscars i was actually gonna see it this past uh last couple of days i went to el paso and then this is a great segue because i went to see annihilation in el paso and it's not exactly horror but we talk a lot of genre on here so i think i'll talk it but um so i saw annihilation but when we went i was going to try to see two movies i was going to try to slot uh three billboards in as well but it just didn't happen so yeah, i only saw super one. jealous yeah so i saw annihilation this is alex garland's um insane follow-up to ex machina and I liked Ex Machina a lot. I didn't love it like everyone else did. I thought it was it's a great film, but it didn't like ascend to one of my favorites of the year, but it certainly was awesome. Um, that whole cast is so good. Uh, so Annihilation uh, is, I guess I could explain it a little bit. Natalie Portman, her and her husband used to be in the army. Her husband still is in the army. Uh, her husband is Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac uh, goes on a mission to Alderaan. No, I'm kidding. Uh, goes on a mission to uh, this secret mission and then never returns. And so she later finds out, this is the very very beginning of the film, that he uh, he is the mission that he went on, he went into this zone on Earth called the Shimmer. And the Shimmer is this like essentially big bubble on Earth. And anybody that goes into it doesn't come out of it. And you can't get radio waves through it. You can't, and when they send a drone in, the drone just stops. So they don't know what's inside it. It's this big bubble. You can see through it, but you can't tell what's inside. Called the Shimmer. Well, Oscar Isaac comes back, but he's not who we thought. No, he is... Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, he is sick. Um, so he gets sick the moment he comes back and then goes into like this catatonic state and goes into a coma. Well, Natalie Portman decides, I'm going in with a team of people, and we're going to find a cure to find out how to save his life. And what follows in Annihilation is an insane journey into just one of the coolest goddamn movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, so I don't know. It's hard to even talk about without spoiling because, to be honest, once they go into the shimmer, that is kind of like the, the, the film. Like, that's what you go to see. So I really don't want to spoil anything that's in it. But, um, you know, this comes from this basically like this asteroid from outer space hits this lighthouse and that's where the middle of the shimmer starts and it comes out and it's been expanding and the reason they have to go in uh is because it's getting bigger and they are afraid that it's just going to keep getting bigger and never stop and then everybody's going to die on earth so point being natalie portman oscar isaac natalie portman goes in to try to save him and shit rolls downhill um the ending of this film is one of the most jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring things I've ever seen. So if you like genre film, if you like sci-fi, if you like things like 2001 A Space Odyssey or Under the Skin, Annihilation is one of my favorite movies of the year and one of my favorite movies in a long time. Also think Arrival in certain ways. So Annihilation's incredible. Um, I was just completely flabbergasted walking out just thinking, holy shit, like this is a new classic. So um, a lot of people won't like it. If you don't, If you don't like... Uh, ambiguous sci-fi please don't watch uh, annihilation because you will not like it so that's annihilation well that reminds me of one of the other reasons of a song i used to know of, of another reason that i was actually a little nervous about this section is that pretty much everything that i've watched recently that's on my list of what i've been watching is stuff you've already talked about yeah so it's nothing i can sit there and and just give you know a synopsis of the movie about because you've already done that so it's it's pretty much what i've been watching is just going to yeah. be a lot of quick 
Ben Ben's reviews on. Like, well, so have, this is okay. I just wanted to make sure to you know one more disclaimer to add to the sure. list. I have stuff like that too. We've already talked Slaughter High a lot, and that's going to be one of my next. I only films, have so. one that hasn't been on a single episode, but you also did an episode with Eric that I haven't heard yet. Uh, and so I don't know if you talked about that movie yet or not. Maybe. If uh, you do, that sucks because I didn't want to have to explain that. You're still going to have to. Eh, we'll see. I'll, I'll bring it up. Okay. So bear with us. Ben has not podcasted in a while. <laughs> it's been a while. This is so rough. <laughs> no. Uh, I should good. be better at this anyway. Okay, uh, Ben, what else have you been watching? Well, I just another thing, Annihilation. Uh, it's going to be tough to talk about because I haven't seen the second season, but I've only watched so far the first season yes. of. I watched uh, Riverdale based on the uh, suggestions of the uh, yes. of the Ghoul Squad. And uh, Tell us about Riverdale. Again, I uh, really enjoyed it. It's, I, I mean, I, there's nothing I can really talk about that hasn't been talked about on the pod, but I mean... It's obviously it's a. I'm not asking at least you to first... describe me the show. I'm oh, asking okay. you to tell me why you like it. Oh uh, well, it's all right. Oh okay. Anyway, so that uh, that was the Ghoul Squad, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening to this episode so, of the podcast. If you'd uh, like to leave us an email, I enjoy it because well, first of all, I really enjoy uh, genre because of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have an eye for uh, great acting and great character development. So I think that the first thing about a show I enjoy is if I love the characters. Yeah. And you quickly fall in love with the characters of Riverdale. As you said on the podcast, they're all very beautiful people, including obviously the men and the women alike. Yep. They're just very Even pleasing the older the people eye. in the show Yes, are they're gorgeous. all very. Yes. So uh, the aesthetic of the way it looks is so appealing. But then the storyline is just, it, it keeps you. You, wanna, you don't even want that season to end. That's what sucks yeah. about it is that you just want it to keep going. I don't know how much else I can think about to well, say about it. But. Okay, so you've seen a lot of Twin Peaks, right? Yeah. So what I, I I term it Twin Peaks light. Would you agree with that? I mean, yeah, in a way, it's tough to. Say. I mean, it's because it's here's the thing about it. The only the only negative I have about it is it's very teen centric. Yes, like, this for is, sure. I know it's a CW show, but it could easily be on MTV back in the day, like back when Undressed yeah. was on or stuff like that. I mean, it's it's very well. What separates it's very it? teen made, but at the same time, it's got an adult, you know theme to it it's no, still for sure. a, the storyline itself is very like it's not super spoon-fed it is spoon-fed but it's not to the point where there's still like a good ending to the point where you're like oh man they did a really good job yeah. with this yeah it's scooby-doo meets twin peaks light yeah, that's that's a good yeah i've yeah. heard you say that before that's a good way of putting yeah. it but what separates it, you were saying it could be on mtv and while i agree with like the story aspects and maybe like the characters because ultimately it's like just beautiful people fucking like that's kind of what it is yeah but what separates it from something like on mtv is the way it looks like it is such a gorgeous show it really and, is the lighting i mean yeah the the, the, the cinematography itself that's the way that just the camera placement yeah. like they i mean they they do they put a lot of thought into this one tv show on the cw yep. it's based on like the archie comics like it's just the most dumb idea yeah, yeah, like if you yeah, told yeah. someone that this is what riverdale is and you just gave them the basics like the fact that it's based on the archie comics and it's on the cw and and they just I, took the archie comics and made it a genre show it's like that doesn't make any sense it doesn't yeah and it's and just I, so good a lot of like cw shows and stuff they look like like shot on video in a way like they don't they don't look filmic in any way you can tell they're shot digitally they look like video to me 
Um, and so they look really cheap and low rent. Riverdale looks fucking great. Like it's so that's what's baffling to me about it is like it's it is this show that's wrapped in uh, kind of like stupid teeny stuff, but it also is cool in in some ways. I mean, it is adult in some ways, but. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, uh, what what kept me going was the way it looks. Like it's all neon, all fucking. It looks awesome, so I and love the way. Jughead's my guy. Yeah, he's the shit. And Cole Sprouse. Who would have thought? Like, so, can just kill it like that. So, I mean, are you a, a are you a Veronica guy or a Betty guy? Because it's been pre-established on this podcast that I am a Betty guy, and Eric is a Veronica guy. So I am. A Cheryl Blossom guy. Oh, so neither of the two. Yeah. But if I had to pick the two, I I'm a Veronica guy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen. I, I like all it. three of those. I, them. Yes, I, I'm, I'm just they're, saying they're all very beautiful. Yeah. And I get it. And uh, like anybody, like I talked to somebody else, I'm Wes. A, I was a, talking to Wes, and Wes says he's a Betty guy too. Oh, I'm a Betty guy from way back, and I'm a I'm bug. A, I'm, I'm a, a bug guy, guy as well. But I, I'm a Cheryl Blossom guy. That is for hey, sure. Cheryl Blossom's great. Um, but anyway, yeah, fantastic show. Uh, I, I, I just, obviously I'm, I'm the worst. If it's not on Netflix, all I haven't seen it. So yeah. I have to wait for the second season to be on Netflix or Ben is one of them. I'm, I'm the worst. I hate it. <laughs> I, I believe me yeah. with movies. I'll rent it. I'm not a movie has to be on Netflix right. guy, but with TV, it's either on Netflix I mean, or it doesn't exist here soon. I will start being one of those DVR people and I'll be one of them. And that's, you know, that's a lot. That's an upgrade. It's not the best, it's an upgrade. <laughs> uh, but DVR. I, it's still better. It's, <laughs> DVR guy is better than Netflix guy, but it's not the best. You sound like you're like 40 years old. God. DVR guy. I'm almost 30. Anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm getting up there. So that was Riverdale. That was Riverdale. What else have Keegan? Oh, have. Has Keegan been watching? Coogan. Coogan. So um, I recently revisited the film. See, this is going to be fun because I'm just going to go to stuff that like you haven't seen. Uh, Slaughter High. <laughs> so Slaughter High uh, is a film we've talked about a lot on this podcast and uh, both Eric and I fucking love it it's a movie I really do want to see and the reason I actually held it out of the podcast I just did with Eric the episode was I wanted to tell you about it because um, so I love Slaughter High I've loved it for a long time but this is the first time I had gotten and watched the Vestron video blu-ray and I was so excited uh, let's just get this out of the way uh, Vestron video Slaughter High doesn't look good like I've been saying this on every podcast. Vestron doesn't care about their transfers. Like if you work for Vestron, I know you guys are trying. Like this is as best you can probably get with Slaughter High. I remember I heard on a, on a podcast, I think they were on Shockwaves. They, uh, the lady from Lionsgate was on there and said, look, like we don't have any other uh, uh, materials for a lot of these movies. And specifically Slaughter High, they're out of the materials for it. So like this is as good as going to look. And let me just say this. I'm happy to have it on Blu-ray. I'll take it like this on Blu-ray. No issue. But I do have to say, it does not look good. Like, Arrow and all these people are doing, like, 2K, 4K transfers. Dude, this looks like shit. So, Slaughter High does not look good. But very happy to have it on Blu-ray. First time I was able to see this film in HD. And it's fucking great. It's so mean-spirited. It's so fucked up. It's just such a blast. And the reason I wanted to talk it with you, Ben, is because, Ben, uh, there is, here's my notes. Here's my notes for slaughter high. Ooh. Looks terrible. Happy to have it. <laughs> Such a fun party film. 
Lots of drinking and shotgunning beer death. Oh, well, then, you know, that's, that's right up my alley. So there's legitimately, Ben and I love to shotgun beers. <laughs> Which is the <laughs> dumbest thing you could ever say. Yeah, no, it is. But we think it's funny. It is. And uh, there is a death in this film where a guy shotguns a beer and there's something in the beer and it kills him. <laughs> I swear to God. So I'll, what, I, what I'll say about Slaughter High is not only do I love it, um, I feel like I've done this with everyone, not only. But not only do I love Slaughter High, but uh, it's a perfect party film. If you get like a bunch of dudes around, not well, they don't have to be dudes, sorry. Uh, but uh, with a bunch of beers and shots or something and hang out and watch Slaughter High, this is the perfect party movie. And not because it's bad, because like they're partying in the film and being killed. So Slaughter High, fucking love the movie, doesn't look good, but it's a fun party film and there's a shotgunning beer death. Having said that, Slaughter High, you should buy that Blu-ray. Ben, what else do you have for what you've been watching? All right. Well, like I said, that is a movie I want to see very badly. You told me about it a while back, and, and it's something that, that's kind of always been in my sights that is a movie I need to watch with you. Yeah, you, you'd love it. So uh, let's see. The next one I will talk about is going to be a Netflix movie, staying on the Netflix swag. Okay. Um, we haven't talked this one in a while. I'm just guessing that it's... Yeah, it would be, and it's... It, I'll just say before is that uh, it's another movie I watched because you guys talked about it. But it's a movie that, 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 that I figured uh, would be right up my alley as well, and that is the movie Gerald's Game. Yes, and Mike Flanagan's Gerald's Game. Um, let's see, what is there to say about Gerald's Game? Well, um, uh, I mean, obviously, once again, I don't necessarily want to give away, I talk about it too much because you guys have already talked about it. But I will mention that it's the movie where um, a couple is trying to reignite their uh their their sex life their love no, affair no i mean they're they're married so i mean they're just trying to yeah, reignite but they don't seem like they're in love anymore no no but so i mean but so they're trying to reignite their sex life and so in lieu they they try you know they try to go out into the woods and do, do a cabin spice it up a like little a bit nice place to kind of just be alone and in his idea of a good time, apparently, you know, something he wants to try out is, is, uh, you know, the old handcuff to the bed trick <laughs> and it goes awry. He, uh, he, yes, it does. You know, he, he has an untimely, uh, demise, demise and, <laughs> uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, it's not yes, funny it at all. Um, it is from that point. So now she's handcuffed to a bed and she is stuck there. She has to try and figure out uh, if and how she can get out of this. And it's so, I, I, I hate this because I mean, I feel like every single one, I'm just going to be sitting there talking about how good it is, but it is. But you watched a lot of good shit. That's the I, thing. I, like, I only watched the good stuff. That's yeah, it, hey. it wasn't a good idea. I should have watched. I, I, I'm sorry that I didn't go watch the emoji movie that just won best, the Razzie for worst movie of the year. But listen, I envy your life not watching shit horror like I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. So uh, I watch a lot of bad horror it's, movies. It, it was very, very good. I mean, it's the way that they... They, and you've said this on the podcast before, but I'm just going to reiterate that the way that they portray her thoughts yeah. and the way they portray kind of her slow descent into, I mean, madness yeah. is, is something I've never seen in a movie and yeah, the they, way it's so good. Yeah. They do it by, by showing, you know, while she's losing, you know, being dehydrated and not drinking she's water, she's talking to another version of herself. Yeah. But like standing in the room with her telling her, Hey, like you need to get your shit together and try to get out of this and stuff. But it's like, and she's also talking yeah. to yeah, another version of her husband who had just died. So, I mean, 
who just met his untimely demise. And the way that they portray those characters is actually, they do it in a very, they kind of have a humor to them. Yeah. Like especially the husband. He kind of has, he's such a douchebag now. They like, he's blatantly kind of just being, you know, a douche. And the way he does it, it's just so like funny, but at the same time, super dark and like yeah. super depressing. It's just, I don't know the way they did it. I was just super into it. I was so enthralled. So here's the thing. Um, here's when, the thing about Gerald's game. When you guys talked about it, uh, Eric mentioned that there's something in the movie that really got to him and like couldn't get out of his head because he mm-hmm. stay, he sleeps, uh, he, he lives in a house alone. Um, I thought, well, this is not a problem I'm going to have. Well, stupid me, I chose to watch this movie on a night when I was at home alone and I was going to be home alone the entire night. I was going to go to bed alone. Uh, I'm in a house with uh, a couple dogs and the, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to give too much away, but there is a dog involved in the movie and it's mm-hmm. not in the most, you know, kind manner. Flattering yeah. way. And the dog doesn't look like a nice doggy. So like well, he I'm looks just, like a misguided dog. I'm in a house doggo. by myself with a, with these dogs, and I'm watching this movie. And, and I this is one of the first times that I ever like kind of stopped a movie at one point, and I had to think to myself, "Do I do this? Like, do I sit here and watch the rest of this movie because it's gonna kind of screw me up? Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna have enjoy going to bed because I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a puss when it comes to this stuff. So. I was a little nervous, but I, you know, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I, I got to do this. I got to watch this movie. I, I was super into it at that point too. Uh, so I, I pushed play and I, I pursued, pursued, you pressed through, on, I pressed on into the unknown, super worth it. Uh, it's just so good. And yeah, it's fucking great, man. Um, so I'm obviously, I don't want to give anything away, but there is like, you know, a somewhat twist that would be probably the only thing I have against the movie. But at the same time I have for it, it's so hard to say, like, there's a twist kind of at the end of the movie that I would say almost kind of kills it. It almost takes the whole movie that I just watched and kind of ruins it. Like it's, it's weird. But when you start thinking about it again, like, a, a, like I'll say this, whenever the twist happens right off the bat, I'm thinking, what did they just do? Like, yeah. why did they do this? Like yeah, they, they, he seems, almost took me out of the, like the it, ending to me, it felt and I know, I know you're probably going to wrap it back into it. it was good. To me, it felt a little tacked on. Not the main twist, but the fact just like. But not even in a way that made it sound like, like it didn't sound like a studio decision. It sounded no. almost like that they did it on purpose. No, I'm sure that's part of the short story. That's part of the Stephen King yes. story. Yeah. But, oh, well, that would, I forgot. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. Because I forget it is a Stephen King novel. Yes, so they is. had to kind of wrap it up the same way he did in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic. Uh, Classic uh, King. Uh, no, like uh, Alien Sewer Spider. It's yeah. got to always end with a sewer spider. And like every Stephen yeah. King ending of all of his books, so, it ends with a giant so alien obviously, sewer spider. So later on, remembering the movie, like, you know, just later that night, just thinking back on what had happened at the end, it kind of goes back into my mind going, wait a second, like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, so, it like, makes it, it scarier. It, it took yeah. it a minute. It took it a while, but I sat there thinking about it and. And now I'm in the bed alone and I'm like, now it's actually a little scarier than whenever it was on. So like it almost made it worse, made it scarier, made it way more real. Like, I don't know. It was so good. So I highly recommend that movie. Yeah. It's amazing. 
Um, rando thought because you're talking about being scared recently, like the like I would say about four nights ago. This is just a random horror thought for you guys. I was <clears throat> so this isn't you know it's not that Kiki never gets scared. Like I obviously do. The other night I was uh, I woke up at like two or three in the morning and I have no idea what triggered this. Uh, but I never think about like any of this horror stuff. But then like sometimes it'll just pop up. Woke up in the middle of the night. I think I saw like a shadow in my room, like just a shadow. And I have no idea why, but I saw the nun Valak in my room God. from uh, the Codring Two, no. and I I don't know why. I don't know why that happened. Random but, times, yeah. I'll think of some random thing, and yeah. Kind of, but that one, oh man, that yeah. No, so so I sat there for a second. And I thought, fuck, and and I just, of course, I go. I mean, obviously, Valak from Conjuring Two doesn't exist. Number one and two, it's not in my fucking room. But I couldn't, you know, I can't stop thinking about it. So I end up having to turn like five minutes of a podcast on to go back to sleep. <laughs> so it's not that I don't get scared of stuff. I'm not, it's you just know, not as much to be. Truly honest, because this is a podcast, and so I gotta, you know, you gotta like bear your soul, bear my soul on here, and like, you know, cut myself and bleed out, cut Um, my life into pieces. This is my last resort. People are gonna be pissed. I slept that night that I watched Gerald's game. I slept with the closet light on. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been there. Um, That's it. Yeah. Well, so thank you for bleeding. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for bleeding out on this podcast. Oh, no problem. <laughs> yeah, Gerald's Game's fucking great. Uh, so that director is Mike Flanagan. I feel like you'd probably like his other films. Like, he's so good. Um, Oculus is good, but um, Hush, he did Hush last year, and it was great. Um, he also did, uh, I think Hush might have been two years ago. What was his other? Ouija 2, and that's a good one, too. Anyways, uh, all right, so that was Gerald's Game. So let's Available go- on Netflix for free? <laughs> oh, of course, because Ben wouldn't have seen it otherwise. So what else have you been watching, Kiki? Thanks for asking, Ben. So <clears throat> uh, this is a, a film that's uh, hard to talk about. So I don't think I'm going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, I don't really want to make a bunch of statements other than the fact that obviously the director of this film is a piece of shit. Number one. Number two, obviously, fuck him. And three, obviously, fuck him. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. So I recently visited Jeepers Creepers 3, right? So fuck that guy, number one. Um, But uh, I had to see how this saga continued. Um, I saw Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2 when I was pretty young, and they scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of always liked them, but obviously the older I get and the more I hear about the director of those films, um, you know, fuck him. (laughs) So that's the last time I'm going to talk about that. Jeepers Creepers 3. Um, So here's my notes. Starts great, is actually well-made for a while, ends with awful CGI car chase. So, and that's pretty much sums up Jeepers Creepers 3. Like, honestly, I had heard this was, like, horrible, right? And I started, and I'm like, you know what? This is pretty fucking cool. And I'm like, oh, well, the creature effects much much look bad. Creature looks tight. Like, he looks good. Uh, Oh, like, must be, like, they must show him flying a lot because the creature can fly in Jeepers Creepers. And uh, they they don't. And when they do, it looks like they used wires. So, like, it looks good. And I'm like, man, I, I hate to say this. This is pretty fucking good because I obviously fucked that guy. Well, it culminates in this horrendous fucking CGI mm. car chase. It just kind of a bullshit ending. It just sucks. So uh, I wouldn't say the movie's good or great. Um, but uh, listen, I was excited to see the Creeper back, the 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 uh, bad guy in the film 
But yeah, uh, fuck the director, number one. And two, Jeepers Creepers 3, you know, definitely worth checking out. But try to watch it for free so you don't support that piece of shit. Jeepers Creepers 3. I did my best. Well, that's, a, that's a tough one to talk it's about. It's definitely one that, <clears throat> if given the chance to just easily watch it, I, I might. I, I, yeah. I mean, I love the original two, just like you said. I mean, when we were kids, I mean, those movies yeah. were terrifying. Ray Wise is in the it's second one. So good. Ray Wise, man. Uh, I, I would let, I, I, I want to see the third, uh, C3, but I, it's one I, I probably yeah. never will. Uh, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like jump out to make you watch this film film. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but I certainly didn't think it was horrible. And I, I felt like that was being said online. It's definitely not horrible. I enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, it, the ending is horrible, but also it's hard to recommend because when you, if you pay for it, you're sort of support, you know, so it's a tough film yeah. to talk about. Um, so that that's it. That's all I'll say. Jeepers Creepers three. So let's talk about something else. What do you got? What have you been watching, Mister Benjamin Bunnington Breslack? So the next one I have is going to be The Shape of Water, yes. which is actually a movie that I ended up seeing with uh, both uh, two members of the, of Ghoul, the Squad. Ghoul Squad. I yeah. got to watch it with both, so that was a nice little treat. Um, I think you may have ended up talking yeah. about this on the podcast in the last episode that I haven't gotten to hear yet. Yeah, Eric um, and I talked it a little bit. I'll try to give some uh, talk on it. But I'd rather you, you do the kind of the synopsis of it. Sure. But you probably did that in the last episode. I don't know if anybody's noticed about this this about me. I really don't like to synopsize. But you do so well with it. You do so um, much better at it than I can, and even Eric can. You're just so good no. At I think it. Eric's better at it than me actually because well, I, Eric's good at it because Eric kind of goes at it where like he's just telling you sure it's almost like the difference is that you tell me what imdb will say like, sure it's not yeah, like you, yeah. you're not yeah. reading it it's your words but like you read it like an imdb page whereas he reads it as a guy trying to sell you on the movie right so that would probably be he's the pitching difference. it yes yeah so i mean i just have this big pet peeve when people review movies they they instead recap what it's about and kind of yeah, tell you about the and film. That's, and that's not, that's not a so, fucking So, okay, review. then I can do this. I'll do it myself. No, I'm, I'm fucking around. I'll tell you what it's no, about. No, no, no. I so got the this. Shape, so it's a, the shape it's, of water, It's doc. about a girl having sex with a fish. So, okay. I mean, uh, it's pretty much what everybody knows. Um, spoilers. Spoilers for Shape of Water. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm not the biggest Guillermo del Toro guy. Okay. Uh, let's start with that. You guys, you probably... Eric you, absolutely loves No, him. I was about to say, so you have a better background with him than I do. And then Eric, I was about to say, yeah. Eric, I know Eric loves him. Eric loves his movies. Um, so I'll start with that. But aside from that, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's obviously a beautiful story. Beautifully done. I mean, it's... The movie itself is just, I mean, the world, the way, the way yeah. that he d- made the world for it, it's like that so 19, good. Like 20s or 30s, And it's got that it grit in the movie. It's like kind of dirty looking. Yep. It's green the whole time. It's so good. Like anytime I see clips on TV, like when they're talking about the Oscars or something, I, I remember and I was like, man, that, that is a really good movie. Yeah, that's a film that almost feels like if they turned the camera, there would be, you never for a second think, oh, they're on a set. Yes. Like if they turn yes. the camera to the left, they're still going to be like, that laboratory exists. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, it, I agree 100%. Like the, the sense of place and, and location in, in of the, it. Is, in the tiny apartment to yeah. the big, huge laboratory, you feel like the, the whole time like all that's were to real. float outside the apartment, it would just be like an that actual apartment. city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a perfect way of putting it. It's well, so good. 
the I don't know the the main uh, character's real name in real life. Sally Hawkins. Is she in other stuff? Is she? She an is. Actress uh, in- she is in. She is the mom of Aaron Taylor Johnson. In I don't know. Actually, you know what? I no, I do. You know what? Is. She is not his mom. <laughs> you <laughs> better keep that, that in there. No, but Sally Hawkins is in uh, Godzilla 2014. Godzilla. Remember? Really? Uh, she gets like uh, wait twenty four. Oh, 2014. I was thinking. She, okay, she gets stuck really inside or outside that thing, and Brian Cranston watches him or her die. I don't remember. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, I'm gonna assume she's not a mute. No, she's not. She no. did so well. Yeah, at she's that. great. I mean, that's just incredible. I think and anybody... it's just like such a ballsy performance too. It's awesome. Yeah, and that's and uh, what the heck is his name? He's up for Richard an Oscar. Jenkins. Oh my god, he's so he makes good in every it. film he's in. Better he's every so film good. He's in Everybody in that movie is so good. Octavia Spencer is just, I mean, fantastic. Michael <laughs> Shannon. Wow, thinking about this movie right now is making me want to see it again. Yeah, so it's I, great. I'm almost enjoying it more now that I'm talking about it. It's the first time I've actually got to talk to somebody who saw. We didn't really talk much, right? Uh, I let you and Eric talk a lot about it, but man, so good. Yeah. Octavia Spencer is fantastic in it. Everybody is so good in that movie. Yeah, Richard Shannon. Jenkins and Michael Shannon. I, I I love him in everything I see. Obviously he's such a good actor. Oh my God. His character in this movie. I mean, had me dying. I was yeah. laughing so hard at some of the stuff he says. His it, fingers are like rotting. So good, <laughs> dude. It's such a good movie. I, Oh wow. Now I actually coming out of this, I was going to say I liked it. I, I freaking loved it. Now yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Eric and I talked about how um, it's, it's cool. Cause it's not just about like the monster and the relationship. It's also like a celebration of like cinema and storytelling, which There's is always a lot of that. Yeah. Eventually in, in any, Hollywood, any big director uh, at some point in their life has to make a, a movie just for the sake of making a movie kind of thing, like yeah. making a cinematic masterpiece just because they can so easily. Yeah. And this, I think would be his, I don't know. I've yeah, always, no, you know, I'm uh, not a huge, on the last podcast I told him, I said, this is my favorite del Toro. Now I haven't seen Kronos devil's backbone, stuff like that. It's kind of like uh what was that movie called? The movie. Um, oh my gosh. It's about film, uh, about the man on the, uh, the uh, Hugo. The man, yes, Hugo, yes. Yeah. Oh man, George Melies. It's just like that. It's like a celebration of just good cinema. Yeah, no, it's totally. So good. And then it's a monster romance film. Like it's yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, dude. it's fantastic. So yeah, it's definitely. I'm glad I talked about it. I was really nervous about that one. That one is the one I thought I won't be able to talk about. I feel like I was the, the easiest one to talk about. I can't remember. Did you fall asleep during it? I did not. Oh wow. Uh, I fell asleep towards the end to get out. But you know, just to be <laughs> truly honest, but I woke up pretty quick. Ben's so like good. Eric. He sleeps oh, during. Oh man. Movies. I'm not that. You know, I'm kind of like Eric. No, yeah. I, in my older age, I've become like that. In your older age. Anyway, so that was the shape of water. Uh, well, getting out as quick as I can from that. Are we going to talk Cloverfield Paradox? We can. Are you going to talk about a ton of movies here in a second? Yeah, I'm not sure. You want to just you want to rattle them? You want to rattle them off uh, here? Well, I hate to get okay. Because I still have one more of what I've been watching. Okay. Okay. I hate to give short shrift to these films, but there's too many. Well, I, I don't think you have to go through all of them. I just think if there's a if there's a stopping point ben, you want to get to. I got this. All right. I hate to give short shrift to these films, but at the same time, I watched the entire Chucky collection. Ooh. All seven Child's Play slash Chucky films uh, recently because I got it for Christmas from my parents. The, that incredible Blu-ray set, which I absolutely loved. And uh, so I watched the entire franchise. Um, I'm not going to talk about the first film. It's Child's Play. It's one of the best movies ever made. I absolutely love it. It's directed by Tom Holland. Fuck yeah. Used to scare the living hell out of us when we were children. Yeah, absolutely. It scared me for my whole life. I've talked about Child's Play quite a bit. I, you know, it's a perfect movie. So the sequels are kind of what I was more excited about. These, most of these films 
I had seen bits and pieces of over over time. And I'd seen like full sequels at some point. And like, of course, like stuff like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. I think I saw like around when they came out, but I really don't know. So like this was kind of a new. Kind of like as they were on USA or yeah. something like I mean, yeah, when we were growing up, these things used to be on TV all the time. Yeah. So um, the only one I had recently rewatched of the sequels was child's play two. And I've spoken a lot about how I think it's one of the best horror sequels ever made. Child's play two is fucking perfect. Like it's before they made Chucky into bugs bunny. He's like still legitimately scary, but he is, he makes a couple jokes, but it's not, it's not Chucky slinging one liners. It's like, he wants to kill that fucking kid. And so child's play two is just one of the best sequels ever made. So let's get on with it. Child's play three. I'm going to read my notes from each film. Maybe we'll move on. Child's Play 3. Kind of sucks. Happy it's a direct sequel to Part 2. Chucky becomes Bugs Bunny. So that's... (laughs) Child's Play 3 is when he becomes Bugs Bunny. Liked it, but felt... It felt direct to video compared to the first two. I'm going to steal that. Is that... Is that what people say, Bugs Bunny? Or is that something you're just saying off the the Uh, cuff? I stole that from Eric. Okay. Well, I'm going to steal that for later on. Just so you okay. know, I'm going to use that later. I might forget, but we'll see. It's kind of becoming a colloquialism for the Ghoul Squad podcast. Uh, if well, any, I got, a, I got a perfect one for it. Okay. So, Child's Play three, um, Chucky becomes Bugs Bunny. Liked it, but it felt direct to video compared to the first two. Uh, I like what they did, but it goes to the. Um, I'm just going to run through these quickly. It goes to the military school, and, it, and like I said, it just feels direct to video. It feels small, and it's probably because it was small. So, Child's Play three is okay. And then it gets nuts and turns into Bride of Chucky, which is when it's directed by Ronnie Yu and becomes huge. Like this movie looks like it was they spent millions of dollars on it. And, you know, I know a lot of horror fans like stuff like Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, but th- this really isn't my thing. I enjoyed them. Um, but Bride of Chucky, this is what I put. This is what people think horror fans are like and like goth, sex and zingers. Uh, sorry, goth, goth and sex aren't 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 disconnected. It's goth sex, uh, is what I wrote. So yeah, this is what people think horror fans are like: like goths and like chains and like having sex with like fetishes. Like, yeah, yeah, leather. Like it's I don't know. So Bride of Chucky's cool. Um, I I don't dislike it or anything, but this is kind of like what it's the hot topic. Ex- exactly. This is what I don't like about horror when it turns into like what people think horror is and like, and that's not even a knock on hot topic. That's just a knock on this. on changing the way you do a movie. Yeah. I, while I like bride of Chucky, this isn't what I watch horror movies for Mm -hmm. seed of Chucky. I actually liked more than bride. People mostly don't like seed is from what I can tell. And seeds kind of cool. Um, I thought it was a lot more fun in certain ways, but, uh, I think is it red man in it? I don't know. So what I wrote for seed, I'll do seed quick. Actually enjoyed it more than bride. Maybe it's because I was ready for the tone. I'm glad I wrote these notes. So what that is saying is maybe it's because I was ready for like the ridiculous tone of like Chucky and Tiffany and they had a kid and the whole thing. Like it's more wisecracking and stupid to be honest. So maybe it's because I was ready for it. So see to Chucky liked it actually more than bride. Uh, now I'll talk these two and we'll be done with this curse of Chucky. So curse of Chucky is the first sequel in a long time. Seed came out like in like Oh four Curse of Chucky came out uh, 2011, so there's a huge gap, and then it went back to the original filmmakers. It went back to um, Don Mancini, and 
so he actually started having a hand. I believe he directed Curse of Chucky. Curse of Chucky is fucking awesome. Curse of Chucky is tiny. The film takes place in this really old house with this girl that's in a wheelchair. She's stuck in a wheelchair. Her family comes over to, I believe her mom dies and her family comes to like basically get the estate ready because her mom's dead, I believe. Uh-oh. And in one of the trunks is Chucky. Ooh, I so, guessed it. Um, and from that, there's like this great performance by Fiona Dorif and it's a small movie and Chucky's only in like the last 20 to 30 minutes. And that's what I wow. want in my Chucky films. That's I want him to be in the shadows, but then when he comes out, yeah, he says some one liners, yeah. but the whole movie isn't fucking. And I fucked her Tiffany. That's weird. I mean, yeah. just knowing how the other ones have been done. That's, that's a weird, weird route to take. It brought it back to what the, what the franchise started with, which was less Chucky, more scares fun. So absolutely love curse. Now, this is important because this came out last year, Cult of Chucky. This is brand new. So I finally got to see Cult of Chucky, and I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot with Curse of Chucky because they're, they're, it's a direct sequel to Curse. has the same main character. But this one was a little more chaotic, was a little more like poking fun at stuff. But listen, by this film, I was in love with Chucky. Like his one-liners and his like... He uh he he's a character like he doesn't just have one liners like he has like this whole lineage now you know his whole history it's the same Chucky like it's the same guy the whole time so by this film I was like you know what I fucking love this guy like he is awesome so it's not as good as Curse I think Curse is the best sequel since actually the second film but uh anyways Cult of Chucky uh what I wrote was a lot of fun awesome that these are sequels to the original films this many years later so there's the chucky franchise one day eric and i may expound on this we may do a uh, entire franchise ranked episode but for now that was my journey through i hope you enjoyed this talking that was my journey through the child's play franchise that was uh that was pretty incredible i'm gonna give you some credit uh you did uh a great job. That's like, what you, I, you kept me enthralled. I was listening the whole time, which is tough. Which for is me. shocking, yeah, yeah, which is pretty shocking on its own. That would not have been possible without the notes I wrote for each film. No, so, that was pretty good. Go. Uh, I'll I'll leave that section off with uh, with a a lyric of Nicki Minaj, and that is Nicki Minaj, Bride of Chucky. That's child's play. Okay, there you Thank go. Thank you. I feel like that's what people think horror fans like is Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yo, that's, a I'm a big, huge fan. I'm kidding. So that was the Chucky franchise. Thank you for going with me on that journey, Ben. Oh, what else do we have? You have one more thing? I have one more. How many do you have? That's it. I'm done. Okay. So then we got Thank this Christ. one. I saved this one for last on wait, purpose. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. We're not going to talk Cloverfield Paradox at all? Oh, I forgot again. I didn't talk it with Eric. I didn't put it on the list because I forgot. Yeah. You just you just fucking forgot. All right. Well, let's go into that one real quick then. Uh, let's talk about the Cloverfield Paradox. I don't know. I, since this is your podcast, sure. I think you should be the one to introduce <laughs> our... Uh, our uh, background, lineage. our lineage. Well, it's mostly our background. I don't think lineage is the correct <laughs> word, but well, that works. But it sounds regal. Regal. I'm fucking yeah. around. <laughs> Take it away. Okay. So Cloverfield Paradox is a film that recently hit Netflix. Um, as you've heard Eric and I speak about at length, one of our favorite films of all time is Cloverfield. Um, I didn't really talk it with Eric because Eric fucking hated Cloverfield Paradox. So I felt like it would be sort of pointless to go on about it, and he wasn't excited to do it, so he didn't talk it. So... 
I feel like Eric and I, and then we could talk about you and I, Eric and I like Cloverfield for all the same reasons, but then I like it for other reasons as well that he doesn't care about. Yeah, yeah. So Eric doesn't care about uh, Bad Robot. He doesn't care about J.J. Abrams, and he doesn't care about the mystery box. He so doesn't all, care about all the things that he doesn't care about when it comes to Cloverfield are the things that I am madly in love with Yes, because of you. Yeah, so, so I am you know, infatuated with the studio of bad robot. I'm infatuated with the man, JJ Abrams. We attend the church of JJ Abrams. Uh, if I attend one church and it's not called Spielberg, it's called Abrams. or Adam green. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, exactly. JJ Abrams. Um, so, you know, my second favorite director of all time and just everybody, I love JJ. So, uh, I'm a shill. I'm a shill for JJ yes. and that's okay. That's oh, fine. Totally. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. So, um, having said all of that, you know, Cloverfield is one of my favorite films of all time. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane is, uh, one, I feel like one of the best films of the last like five years, maybe. Um, so I absolutely love 10 Cloverfield Lane and I love the films for different reasons, but here we have this random film drop that I've been waiting for, for a long time. Well, real quick, I mean, real quick. just, just, uh, one more note before you, we start on the, the Cloverfield paradox, uh, is the whole random drop idea. It, it really started with Cloverfield. Oh like, yeah, for sure. I remember you hyping me up on this movie that that's going to be a big deal. That trailer was attached trailer to Transformers. Didn't even have a title, a title yet. And it, was, it just said one eighteen oh eight, And I'll never forget that date. Uh, and we flipped the fuck out. Oh my God. In that first trailer, it's like what the hell is this? And it, it just, we'd never gotten something like that. We never got a trailer for a movie. It's a monster movie. Yeah. You don't even know what the monster is. It's so incredible to be a part of that and to get to go see it. Yeah. And then we didn't get really anything ever like that ever again no. for how many years? Uh, till 10 Cloverfield Lane came out a couple I years mean, ago. How, but how many years is that? I mean, it's got to be so 08 a couple years say, ago. So 16. So eight, eight years. Yeah, eight years. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. So then we had 10 Cloverfield Lane that all of a sudden Which they was dropped. was only announced two months before two it months. came out. Yeah, yeah, it was dropped in January, the first uh, idea of it. It came out in March. And, yeah. and I just remember like the excitement again. All of a sudden we get to see a movie that yep. we didn't know anything about. And that movie's directed by Dan Trachtenberg and has freaking Mary Elizabeth Winstead, John Goodman. Like, that movie's fucking amazing. And, and notice and yeah, I'm front-loading oh front this because I love those out films. And it's just so good. And amazing. All of its own. I mean, nothing out there like it. So yeah. good. So that all happens. And then I've been waiting for a film for, uh, that has been titled God Particle for years. Um, this was supposed to be the third film in the Cloverfield franchise. God Particle was supposed to come out, I believe, April 22nd in IMAX. And then a bunch of rumbling started happening in January saying it might be being sold to Netflix. It might be uh, not coming out at all. It might be getting pushed again. And then came, we heard there might be something on the Super Bowl. Uh, ben and I are Patriots fans. Sorry if you hate we're, us. Well, you, you shouldn't say Patriots. We're, we're fans of the New England uh, football club. <laughs> so uh, we're Patriots fans. And so we're watching the Super Bowl intently. And I told him, I said, look, there's probably going to be a Cloverfield trailer on the Super Bowl. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting. This is too long of a story now. But I don't, I don't think so. I mean, this is really important. I, I'm glad that we're doing this. And this is important because, like, I really care about these films. Yes. So, so then we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, I just see... And I think it was the Bad Robot logo. It was. And then it immediately goes into footage, footage from, from Cloverfield. Cloverfield. And I remember the very second, there's only like three other people in our room. Because yeah. like where we were watching the Super Bowl, there was other people in another room. They were outside actually. 
So like, there's only a few people in our room, and the very second that that footage starts, yeah. we just immediately shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, telling everybody yeah. to shut up. And it was footage from the original Cloverfield, and I started to like freak out because uh, I wasn't sure. You know, the thing is, is I know what happened with this movie. Like, I don't. You know, we can't play dumb. I mean, I've been following this film for a long time. I knew it was another movie called God Particle that. Uh, JJ bought and co-opted into a Cloverfield movie, just like he did with 10 Cloverfield Lane. But then for them, for their marketing to show footage and say, we're going to tell you why it happened. I was like, well, fuck, maybe, maybe this, this is a is direct re- sequel. Like yeah. we were supposed to get a sequel for Cloverfield or only like the, a couple years after the movie came out. Or maybe the stuff they co-opted in later actually is going to tie it in, in a bigger way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, okay, so then it, the commercial ends and it says, available on Netflix tonight after the big game. So that was a freak out, too, because fuck. That was a huge yeah. disappointment. Yeah. But so it's very understandable. Eventually, we understood why. So I went home that night uh, after the Super Bowl loss. So uh, devastated. <laughs> uh, real quick, I can't explain to you the devastation that that we experience after a Super Bowl loss. It's it's just immaculate. Now, having said that, we know we won the Super Bowl last year. Sorry, uh, we just want to win. But um, so sorry, I, not sorry. Yeah. So I come home and uh, I get together some buddies. So Wes is here, my roommate and one of my best friends. And then I also got Jamie, Jameson, Lucas. Hello, Jamie and Lucas, Lucas Middleton. To come over. So we had a screening. We said, like, look, let's blow it out. Let's have a, let's have a couple people over. Let's turn it the fuck up. Let's watch The Cloverfield Paradox. So now the scene is set. The film comes on. I start to freak out because there's a Slush Show uh, song being played at the beginning of the film. Did you hear it? Slush Ooh, Show. can't say I, I You didn't hear that. it? I'm, it sucks. I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. I didn't so during that. the opening, they're showing the logos, like Bad Robot and stuff. It's oh, a, that sucks. It's I'm a so radio. disappointed it's like that a, I didn't hear that. It's like a radio wave, and it's like, it's like uh, and the energy crisis is Slush Show. We got the flavor. Slush show. We got the flick. Why didn't I notice that? I'm, I can't I'm upset. believe you didn't. I'm pretty upset. So I'm starting to freak out because if you know anything about anything, and I, I guess we should sort of try to move this along. Yeah. Slush show is a big deal. Slush show is um, obviously They're not, gorilla advertising. Yes, but it's not just Cloverfield. Slush show is in almost everything uh, JJ's done. So Slush show is also in Star Trek. It's also in Super 8. Super 8, yes. Yeah, which is one of my favorite films of all time and needs to be seen by more people. Like, guys, watch fucking Super 8. Um, so uh, I love Slush show, so I'm freaking out. The movie starts. I'm like, fuck, this is way bigger than I thought. It's big. It feels big. Um, okay. Cloverfield Paradox. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I... I, I could go first, I guess. I mean, sure. No, no, you go first. You go first. Okay, so this is going to be tough because... Um, so I, quote unquote, loved it. I love the Cloverfield Paradox, but it's not very good. So um, I like a lot of it. Uh, I thought the film was like perfect for a while. Like it has dumb stuff. Like I kept making fun of that there's this thing that they have to get called the gyro and it's in a drawer Like, there's a lot of stupid sci-fi stuff in it, but there's a lot of cool things. And I knew that they were going to tie it into the, to the, I don't want to spoil the film, but I knew they were going to tie it in with, you know, black holes, God particle, ripping stuff open with a Hadron Collider and multiple dimensions. I had guessed that years ago when God particle was announced. So, uh, I knew all that was going to happen, but just the way it did and the way the film ends, I'm not talking about the final scene. I'm talking about like, they have to, all I'll say is they eventually have to fix the space station. I tuned out like all that shit sucks. Like it's not shot. Well, it turns in, it's very amateur towards the end, but 
a lot of the stuff at the beginning is fucking great. Like the, I'll just say the arm is amazing. The girl in the wall is amazing. The cast is awesome, but it just doesn't all come together. It's, it's a film I like. It's a film I'm so happy to have seen that it came out and everything, but at the same time, it's not great. So Cloverfield paradox. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be too much different from what you're saying. I mean, I, I, the only difference is, is that I had all of my, um, expectations for the film for the film uh destroyed because i i ended up seeing it just under a week after it was released so i mean i saw everybody on facebook talking about how disappointing it was i already saw eric tweet that he didn't like it he said he hated it so i was i i actually kind of liked that i don't usually like that but it really helped lower my expectations and so i got to go into this movie thinking okay this is gonna be awful right and and it's not awful it's not no it's it it is fun i think it was a good it was a good time something i didn't like about it that i think is actually kind of weird and most people probably won't even care about it but it was something that kind of irked me is that it was really weird that it's they say cloverfield through the whole thing yeah that was really odd so it's always been this like this you know name this title that didn't mean anything yeah it, it never meant anything and for them to all of a sudden pretend it meant this yeah. the whole time i never really liked that obviously um this, this but that's such a dumb thing to care about but it, it just kind of irked me a little bit yeah um, yeah this concerned me um because i i have no problem that this film came out the way it did uh paramount and jj to an extent clearly dumped it because it's not very good it's i mean the new straight to dvd is is straight to netflix yeah and they instantly made a profit when they sold it to him. So, but I just hope um, Paramount and them are like yes. good to go. Like, okay, listen, that one wasn't good. We dropped it on Netflix, and like we learned from our mistake because there's another film called Overlord. It's already shot, and, uh, and just the little tidbits that we know of it. Oh man, it's, yeah, uh, it already sounds juicy. It sounds. Good. I probably shouldn't describe it. No, nah, I probably I would say not. But okay. I'm just saying that if you want to, you can go read online. Kind of. A little bit of synopsis, and, and it, it sounds like it's yeah. going to be enjoyable. Yeah, and uh, uh, JJ talked about it whenever he did a Q and A for for the for Cloverfield Paradox, and he already said like it's crazy, it's going to be awesome. So like this film exists, like it's coming, Overlord's coming. In fact, it's dated for October. Doubt it comes out October, but we'll see. So that would be fucking awesome. It, it obviously won't be called Overlord. It'll be called like Cloverfield Overlord or some shit like that. War Cloverfield War Clover War. Who knows? But um. Yeah, so my biggest thing is like as long as they just keep going, I'm I'm fine with this movie. Totally fine with it. My concern is that they like start to get gun shy about this whole process, you know, this yeah. whole this whole thing. Do you remember that the, they did a, a the Cloverfield monster on uh Adult Swim's Robot Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just dumb. Clovey, like, colloquially yeah. known as Clovey. Such like just such a dumb idea. Anyway, I love uh, Clovey so much. The Cloverfield paradox is great. I mean, it, it's a good time. I, it's definitely it only kind of, the only I think the only literally the only thing that hurts the movie. I think I would like it even more if it had nothing to do with Cloverfield. Me too. No, I agree one hundred percent. The only thing that hurts it is the fact that it it, it should have been more. It should have yeah. been better. Um, and that's and that's what if you want more inside baseball, that's what apparently happened with the in, inside struggle with Paramount, like. He JJ was positive they were going to get it together in in the end, and, and I can see why he thought yeah. that. You can see that they were almost the blueprints. There. Yeah, yeah, it has it there. Just doesn't. But I guess he quite got hit it. When, once he got announced for episode nine, and he had to start writing uh, Star Wars. Uh, he sort of 
he went hands off and then the project sort of stalled and uh, with okay with a film like 10 chlorophyll lane if it were as perfect as it most likely already was yeah he could have left you know jj didn't need as much help but this one needed like the touch to get fixed up into this and it's like oh well we'll turn it into all this stuff and it'll connect and then uh, it just didn't happen so it's it sucks but I like the film for what it is, but I totally see like I think it's not. We great. could have gotten a lot worse than that, for sure. No, and that's the thing. Like it is, it's a really fun sci-fi movie. Like there's, I remember, I remember when me, we were all sitting here, and uh, they throw a guy on a table that's like convulsing, and he just spits out all these fucking worms. Yes. Uh, all of us freaked out. Like that's awesome. Like the movie's cool. Yeah. It just sort of runs out of gas i yeah. feel like like by the time that it's got some f- good comedy good comedic relief made me laugh yeah. a lot chris o'dowd is awesome he's so good his arm is incredible that's the best part of the movie he's in uh bridesmaids like just yeah. to bring back a random comedy movie bridesmaids and he's i had literally watched bridesmaids probably i don't know a few days before i saw yeah. that so i mean he was that's fresh funny. on my mind so to see him again oh man i love him so much he's so funny well I'll just say that basic, like I already said, his arm is like probably the best thing in the movie. The um, sci-fi films always have like these ideas or these ways in uh, to be sci-fi, and his arm is my favorite thing in the movie. So there you go. What do you mean, arm? So Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, I think we're both kind of in agreement. Not great. I kind of love it, but I'm a shill for this shit. Yeah. But it's not good. I totally agree. It's not good. Well, yeah. So there you go. So that's pretty much it. I mean, that's all I can really think to say about it. Slush show. We got the flavor. It's definitely worth watching if you've seen the others. Uh, otherwise, go into it with an open mind, but it's it's a great movie. Yeah. So that was The Cloverfield Paradox. Now for our last film, uh, which I remember what it is, but please, Ben, so what I have you been watching? I feel like the way that we just did Cloverfield Paradox, that, that, that should have been, been our last, last film. No, that's fine. This is easily this is this is my favorite. We hadn't talked Cloverfield so Paradox fun, like, on this podcast. We have talked to this film a lot. G- yes. Get Out is such a good movie. Yep. But this is probably the best movie. This is my favorite movie of all the things we've talked about so far. And I think I would agree, yeah. The movie Super Dark Times. Yes. Oh my god, it's so good. So you you've mentioned this before. It's, I, I hate that you always have to say it. you always end up saying this all the time. I feel like you should end up cutting, not saying this anymore, but I'm going to say it for you again anyway. Okay. And that's that it's not really a horror movie. It's more genre, but that's what we do here. We talk genre movies and I feel like you shouldn't have to say that. I feel like that's what horror is, is this is horror and genre movies. Yes. Anyway, uh, it's incredible. Uh, if you don't know the story behind it, I don't really want to talk about the story very much. I feel like, uh, I feel, I, I think I went into that. I'm trying to think you went I went into blind, it right? super blind. I think yeah. I accidentally read like one thing on the Netflix bio as I was clicking on it or something, but really I went into it pretty blind. I had no idea yeah. what the movie was about. Uh, that it was kids. I had no, I knew nothing. I didn't know it was high school kids. I knew nothing. Yeah. So, Going into it as super blind is, oh my God, it's you so went good. You super blind into super dark times? Yeah, like, uh, I'm legally blind. Uh, and I'm a female. <laughs> P.O.P. holding it down. Mama, I love you. <laughs> so good. It's, it is, so, okay. Uh, you don't have to describe it. Let's see. So I'm just That's trying cute. to think. There's, 
there's obviously a turning point in the movie where the entire movie sets the tone shifts, and you see yeah. shifts and that's where the whole movie really begins. That moment, the way they shot it, the way they the way they showed yeah. it, the way the way that they were as visceral as they were, the way it happens in the movie is so abrupt. Uh, the, it's so heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I've told you this before, but the when I was watching it, like you kind of know it's coming, but the second that it happens, I yeah. mean, it's so impactful. Like it's so impactful that I had a, literally a tear fall straight out of my eye. Didn't yeah. sit there and well up and then fall. It fell right out of my eye. It was so crazy. It's so heated. So. The way and just the way that they made this movie is so good. The way that the rest of the movie after that moment happens, it's, it's sort of I'm, I am so tense that by the end I feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah, because I care so much about these kids and care so much about what's going to happen next, and like afraid that someone's going to find this out or this is going to happen or someone's going to get hurt. And the whole time yep. I'm just on the edge of my seat thinking, please. Let this end happy. Like it's yeah. so weird because I like no, I like sad endings even, but this one you no, just I, don't. I talk about that a lot, um, not just on the podcast, but with movies. Like as much as I absolutely love a dark ending or a quote unquote bad, exactly like, yes, I. But I'm I'm also human, so I'm not stupid. Like of course I want all the characters to get out most of the time because it, I want my goddamn happy ending. But I also like uh, dark endings. So, I'm, and obviously, I'm not going to you know say anything about the ending, but I will say it's incredible. I mean, yeah. it's just so like you don't know how it's going to end by the time by the time the ending is like really ramping up and coming, you have no idea what's about to happen next, and it's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it spirals. It spirals like oh, crazy, man. and I had no idea. Like I, I figured the film. Uh, so, Super Dark Times. All quick, quick, quick. Um, it's about kids on bikes in the nineties, kids on bikes, nostalgia, kids on bikes playing mortal Kombat, And, uh, at, at a certain point earlier on in the film, this event takes place that, that sort of thrusts them into, um, this accident happens essentially. And it's sort of this, uh, meditation on guilt and just, it's fucked up. So, Which, if you don't know Keegan very well, guilt is not his strong suit. He, I was he, raised Catholic. Guilt, guilt destroys him. Exactly. So I can't even imagine being him watching this movie. I yeah, mean, it was it's, pretty rough. And the way they portrayed the guilt is insane. The way they portrayed. I've never seen guilt portrayed. And these this kids way are nobodies. Yeah. They're absolute nobodies. In I mean, like obviously, just like oh my god, I cannot remember any of their names now. I want to say. I just can't think. So not the main, main kid, but you know, the, his friend. Yeah. Uh, he's so good. And yeah. I heard you talking about the fact that he's not like that. I just assume that was the, other the guy because they, they not, seem, they're so naturalistic oh and they're God, acting. He's so good. He's, yeah. I mean, you know, someone like him, everybody who's going to watch this movie is going to be like, Oh, I knew it. I knew like that, that kid. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's so good. Well, and that's how all the kids are in the film. Not he, I think he is the best, but all the kids are like, Oh, I know him. And I know him. Like you just feel like it, it's so I've never seen, this is like the most naturalistic film with, in terms of acting and character I've seen in a long time. Like this feels like this happened down the street when I was in high school. Yeah, like, and I, yeah. So like I, I listened to a podcast with the guys that we made grew up it, in the '90s, so maybe that helps. And, and they talked about how they wanted to make a movie with high school kids, and the reason that they decided on doing the '90s is because they realized if they tried to do '90s ki- or tried to do high school kids today, they don't know what the hell they're they doing. don't know. Yeah, and exactly. they wouldn't be able to portray it correctly. So they decided, hey, let's they do. They picked their era. So they being, picked their yeah. era, and oh my god, they freaking nailed it. I mean. Yeah. 
like at the beginning of the movie there the two main characters are sitting there in their basement watching tv and it's super like staticky but you can tell that they're watching like hbo yeah adult like adult movies yeah, yeah hbo but they're watching it the they don't static. own the channel. The they don't. Static. They don't pay the channel for the channel, so they still sit there on channel, you know, four. Yeah, and it comes in all staticky, and like they're still trying to like watch it. It's like it's just hilarious. Shit you did in the nineties. Shit you did as a kid in exactly, the nineties. Yeah. It's so crazy. So, oh my god. I mean, I can go on forever. If I if there was a spoiler section in this, oh my god, I yeah. could go on forever about this movie. It's so freaking good. It is so worth watching. So, Super Dark Times is actually. I'm on. so jealous you got to see it in theater. Yeah, it was crazy. So jealous. It was funny, and I talked to Eric about this. I said, like, look, we uh we we came to El pa- we went to El Paso to go see Adam Green's, uh, which I'm also Victor jealous Crowley. about. And we met Adam Green and everything. But the next day we, th- we said, let's go see Super Dark Times. I heard it's good. We we weren't sure yet. You know, we're like, oh, I heard it's good. Let's go check it out. And it's funny how like we drove all the way there to see Victor Crowley and it ends up Super Dark Times is my number three of last year. And Victor Crowley was like my number six. So like the, I liked this film more than the film we went to see. And uh, yeah, seeing it in theater, we actually were just alone in the Alamo Draft House. Like there was like no one there. That's so incredible. And we watched. Uh, so yeah, it's available on Netflix now. Um, please just fucking watch. Super I mean, Dark Times. watch that movie. Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, I don't care what you yeah. like. I mean, it's so good. It's a movie that I'm excited to show my fiance, and she's not even a big horror or genre movie fan at all. Like, I mean, so it's not necessarily up her alley, but I, I think it's seriously so good. It's good for everybody. Everybody will like it. I'm so excited to show her. I just want to tell everybody about this movie. It's so freaking good. We've talked uh, about it a lot on the podcast and I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again. I like this movie spoke to me more than probably any movie has in a long time. Like I, it just spoke directly to me about so many different things. So, um, uh, the way he acts around girls, the way he, I mean, oh man, it's so, I, it's good. Just, I, it's so incredible. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Super dark times. Please fucking watch it. Everybody. That's amazing. Well, it that's needs it. more acclaim. And that's it for the ghoul squad podcast. Everybody. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so for, listening. for listening. So now, uh, that was what we've been watching that fucking horrendously long segment. Um, I'm kidding. So, uh, let's see. We have a little segment we like to call. Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we should call it Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. I, I feel like hey, because, you know, Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. He'll be I so know. mad. I think he told me that if you call it Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes and I'm not there, I'm quitting. Not oh, okay. Then, yeah. Well, Ben's Coffin's Terror Tunes. I said it. Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. We said Ben's Coffin's. Anyway. Ben's Coffin's. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Eric said you could do a segment. Just don't call it Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. So this <laughs> is called. one rule. This segment is called Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. Uh, so every episode of the podcast, uh, Eric Hoff uh, does a thing called Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes where he promotes um, horror punk. But we, since we do music on every episode of the podcast, Ben is a huge music lover. He collects uh, vinyl, actually. And so uh, Ben is going to talk about music. So take it away, Ben. All right. Well, um, I am going to have another disclaimer, yet another one. Oh, God. Uh, I am not Eric Hoff, and he is so good at doing these. He's I, way better. I will say, uh, this is one of my favorite segments because he always talks about a band. I'm always like, how does this band exist? And I have no idea. Anyway, he lives in I this weird world. Nearly as good as him. Also, second disclaimer: this band is not horror punk. I will make sure to give that one right off the bat. But 
I think it's horror-esque, horror enough to talk about on and this podcast. And you probably have heard and of you've it. you've probably heard of them. If you haven't heard of them, that's pretty crazy because it's a pretty, they're pretty big. Uh, it's, so it's now one it's of, time for Ben Coffin's One of my favorite bands of all time, and that band is Ghost. Um, they're a band, uh, people call them heavy metal. Uh, they're, it's kind of hard to say. I wouldn't say they're heavy metal, but that's pretty much what most people say they are. And that's mostly because of the content of their music, the, the lyrics, but I wouldn't say that their sound is very metal, but anyway, uh, they're actually from Sweden. Um, so they're a Swedish metal band and they have sort of a satanic vibe. You could say somewhat, uh, somewhat. Um, their music has a very, uh, you know, six, six, six vibe to it. Uh, it's, uh, their front man wears a Pope hat with a sound <laughs> cross. They, uh, yeah. So the band is led by a man who goes by the name Papa Emeritus. Uh, they've actually come out with three, yes, three full length albums. Um, yeah, three, sorry. They've come out with three full-length albums. Uh, so the first one came out, and his name is Papa Emeritus. Uh, he They came out with an album called Opus Eponymous. I might be saying that wrong, but that's fine. Um, and so he, he came out as Papa Emeritus, and he is, like Keegan just said, it's kind of a satanic pope. He has a pope hat with an upside-down cross. He wears all black. It's a, it's like, um, he's very theatrical Yes, uh, yeah. and he is actually surrounded by a, a band that goes by the name nameless ghouls. So for years, this band, none of their names were known. So there's actually talks that in some points, uh, while they were touring in some that, circles that, uh, Dave Grohl, uh, famous for being in the Foo Fighters has actually played with them. Uh, there's just rumors that go around that he's played with them. Like he was in Nirvana too, right? He was. He was a drummer in Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, so the band never really had Nirvana? their names out. Then, then they came out with a second album called Infestissimum, and he changed his name to Papa Emeritus the second. Uh, now they had out Meliora, and that that album he changed his name to Papa Emeritus the third. So it's he's changed the way he looks in every single album. The nameless ghouls have actually changed a lot. Uh, but there's the only reason I say this is like so you would have to think. Their theatric, their shows, their their concerts, are just so unlike anything else you've ever seen. So I I haven't even really talked about their music. The music is just very theatrical. It's very melodic. It is so good. I, it's like rock and roll at its best. It's so beautiful. Uh, I know you're gonna and throw yet, a, terrifying. You're gonna throw a song on here, right? Yeah. Okay. So you'll be able to hear it. It's 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 of its own. There's no other band out there that sings music or plays music like them. But at the same time, like I said, they have a very satanic theme to their music. They have songs that are just straight up about Satan. The thing I have to say about that is the fact that, you know, uh, to it's not you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a believer in, you know, Satanism to listen to this music. It's sure. just you have to be just comfortable with yourself and enjoy the the hilarity of, of you need to go watch one of their shows because their shows you've seen a show you've seen yeah, been you've there, been to yeah. a go show it's it's incredible it's like they they put on this entire play uh especially now because he actually takes off the popa and outfit at one point and he comes out kind of like in a show tunes yeah with like his hair all done up uh it's just really he did good. that at our show yeah yeah so he yeah. does that now and it, it's hilarious and it's great and they do like a 
an unholy communion uh, for all you Catholics out there. You know what communion communion is? Shout out to all the Catholics where they out give there. out like uh, the Eucharist and stuff with upside down crosses. Even though I guess it would look the same as a regular cross. Anyway, it's it's incredible. They're they're easily one of my favorite bands. I think if you're gonna put any song on here, I would recommend Ceriche. Uh, it's one of the newer songs. It's definitely one of the most popular right now, and it's it's got pretty much everything of them in it and it's super super just very good uh, i don't know it's, it's super good Anyway, uh, that is Ghost. Uh, highly recommended for horror fans and music fans alike. Uh, alike. Well, thank you for that segment of Ben Coffin's Terror Tunes. It's ben, funny because oh, I was singing. Coffin's is a take on his last Which is also, name. by the way, made up by Josh Goes to Hell. So hello, Josh Goes to Hell. Oh, man. That was incredible. He made up Coffin's because his last name is Hoff. Yeah. Your last name is Preslak. Ben Preslak's Terror Tunes. <laughs> ben Preslak's Terror Tunes. It's not nearly as good. Eric Coffin's is incredible. Yes. Shout out to uh, Josh Goes to Hell for making that up. So... Um, Sorry for that terrible segment, by no, the way. No, that was great. It's not nearly as good as Eric does. No, uh, I mean, I definitely agree with that. So I think now it is time to get to our topic, which is going to be Ben's top five horror films of all time. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Hit it. All right, Ben, you uh, ready for this topic here? Here we go. All right. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we're doing Ben's top five horror films of all time. And the reason we wanted to do this episode, as I've said a thousand times, so I'll just quickly recap, is that me and Ben, while being very similar because we're brothers, uh, we don't really share the same views on horror movies. While Ben does like horror, um, he doesn't like them as much as I do. So we're going to get into that. We're going to find out why Mr. Ben Preslak doesn't like horror as much as Kigi and why, why don't you like horror as much? But what also, what's interesting to me is what movies do you like that are horror? So we're going to get to that. So first, hello, Ben. Hi. All right. Uh, I was hoping you were still here. I couldn't hear you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I guess we'll just get started awkward as fuck. What, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, uh, okay. Uh, so I'll just ask you the first question. Um, why do you think you don't like horror as much as me? Well, I don't really have an exact answer for that. I don't feel like, but I can say it's been like this forever. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to, uh, I, I mean, something I'll never forget is when 
there was a day where our entire family uh, went to go see The Incredibles yes. in theater. Uh, super excited to see The Incredibles. I, I couldn't wait. I uh, was excited to go with my family to watch a movie to go see The Incredibles. And we get there. And all of a sudden, the plans change, and Keegan doesn't want to go see The Incredibles. Kiki wants to go see Saw. Saw. And uh, it was shocking that our theater had even gotten Saw. Um, at the time, I can't tell you why that happened. I just I wanted to see it, and I didn't really care about The Incredibles. And what's funny is everyone loves The Incredibles. To this day, I don't care about it. <laughs> Be- I don't know. I saw Saw instead. So, I mean, yeah, you went to go see and Saw. And Saw absolutely blew my and mind. And there was no way in the world I was going to see that movie. Yeah. And then eventually I did, and I fell in love with the entire series. But that's another story. And I, I don't think it was like a want to look cool or like to no. like be different. No, I, I wanted to see yeah. that fucking movie. What's well, and I feel like it was a really set off, uh, you know, launch point. I don't know the words, but anyway, it was a, it was a watershed moment, a watershed moment in the life of Keegan Presley. Yes. Um, it's a moment I, I seriously will never forget. I always remember that whenever I think about you in horror movies, that's always the thing I go to. Why? I don't like them and you do. I don't really know what it is. Uh, I feel like you said earlier you might have a, a reason that you think. Well, but that's, I, that's as to why you don't like jump scares. Okay. Maybe maybe this will get into so, it. So we'll, no, we'll do this now. So maybe this will help. Well, I think one of the biggest reasons I don't enjoy seeing horror movies in, in theater is jump scares. It has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And I think I think I have a reason as to why you don't. I think – now, we haven't talked about this before, everybody. So this is this is just a conversation – I think you don't like jump scares because you don't like being embarrassed. I think one of the biggest things Ben hates, like, you know how you were talking about how I have guilt all the time about yeah. everything. So that's true about me. I think what's true about you is you don't like being embarrassed. I hate it. So like right now you're semi embarrassed. So if I was sitting completely alone, well, I would actually hate it for another reason. And I'm actually scared. So oh, okay. I, I don't want to be alone. So that's a, it is kind of that because it's like a balance of I don't want to watch it alone, but at the same time, I don't want to be the one guy that jumps. I don't even want to be the guy that jumps when everybody else jumps because like, yeah. I don't want other people seeing me jump. The so, other thing so is, it is that. I don't really like the feeling either. I don't, sure. I don't enjoy that feeling you get in the pit of your stomach yeah. when you jump. I don't, I don't really like it, but it, it mostly has to do with – that's why I don't like it in theater is I yeah. don't want to be the only one that jumps. Yeah, and I, I can't tell you why I really don't give a shit if – People see me jump, but I think maybe now it's just because I love horror so much. I mean, if it makes me jump, that's exciting to me. The idea that uh, something could scare me at all in horror now, um, anytime it happens, I love it. So like last year, my second favorite film of the year was Annabelle Creation. That movie scared the fuck out of me, dude. Like there's so much, so many scenes in that movie, this little prequel to Annabelle scared the shit out of me. So, uh, and I loved it. It's just like, it keeps... It keeps the flame alive, I feel like, in my in my horror-loving life. Because while I do like artsy stuff, I also love shit that just scares me. So, but to go off of that point, I really don't like being scared. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can enjoy, I can watch a movie and I can really enjoy the process of the movie. I can enjoy how good it is. A good example of this would be the movie uh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Um, a lot of people go see that movie and I know all the horror people out there that are listening to this podcast are going to probably not be with the same page as me on that. Eric and it scared I, the hell out yeah, of Yeah, no, Eric and I talked paranormal. We and love it. We love I, paranormal I, and I, First movie. So I never watched any of the rest because the first one scared me so bad. Yeah. Like I didn't want to watch anymore. So I think the reason that's a good example is that I did still come out of it. And to this day, I'm like, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. It is. It is good. 
I just don't ever want to watch it again. But for it you, me. you don't enjoy so certain things about that movie. So like, you don't enjoy the roller coaster ride because that's what it is to me. Yeah, it's a ride. It's an up and down ride. And when you leave, and and this is, um, I want you to see this movie matinee so bad. But in matinee, we were talking about in the last ep- episode. John Goodman has this line about what's awesome about movies and film and stuff is you could scare people, send them on this roller coaster ride, but when they walk out the door, they're okay. And that's what I love about horror. I love that you could go into the theater and you can have this experience. You could be terrified. You could be shaking. You could feel. It's almost like an amusement park yeah. ride. It really, it, just like you said, a roller coaster, it really is. But just you're like in, that. but what I love about horror versus like a roller coaster is you actually uh, are in a safe environment. Like a roller coaster, you could potentially die. Not saying you're going to, but like there is potential danger in thrill seeking stuff. Yeah, like skydiving. Like, like exactly. Stuff. Potential danger. You could actually danger. die. But what I love about horror is you're safe. There's nothing that can happen to you. There's zero that can happen to you watching a horror movie other than you being scared. That's it. And then when you walk out the door, everything's fine. Yeah. So that's what I love about horror. Yeah, I definitely get that. I mean, and the thing that I can always come to when it comes to horror is that I'm glad that I've been around you because it really has gotten me, like I said before, got, it's gotten me to see a lot of movies that there's no reason I should have ever seen that movie. But it's so now there's some of the my favorite movies in the world. Uh, I don't have a ton of those on my list, but there are movies like say like I don't know. We're gonna throw a random one to throw out there is Creep Show Two. Yeah, love I it. shouldn't have seen that. There's no love reason it. I should see that movie. Like uh, like thanks for the ride. Like, I shouldn't know that line, but I know it, and it's yeah. it's hilarious. And like we say it all the time. So there's just I I appreciate horror. For what it is. I think I'm, you've seen Body Bags, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. You see, there's so many random movies that, and like Martyrs and like just well, random yeah. movies that I shouldn't know about. But I'm so glad that it's part of my life because I really do appreciate the process. And I, I take You're a lot afraid of- afraid to watch them. I just, yeah, I don't like being afraid. That's no, it. and I totally get that. And I don't mean to put you on trial. This is a horror podcast, so that's why I'd ask you about it. But I mean, you could do the same to me. Why don't I- love comedies as much as you do have you mentioned on here what my favorite movie of all time is i think so but ben what is your favorite movie of all time my favorite movie of all time is the classic movie dumb and dumber the ferrelli brothers dumb and dumber but let's take you know throw a poll out there on the twitter uh what everybody loves that movie Oh, absolutely. This is incredible. It's my favorite comedy I've of seen all time. it a million times. I can tell you every single line out of it, and I laugh every yes. time. Anyway, sorry. No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Dumb and Dumber, most, probably because of you uh, and our dad to an extent. Dumb and Dumber is like my favorite comedy of all time. But I was just making the point that like, not to put you on trial, because you could do the same for me. Yeah. Like, hey, how come you don't like you know comedy as much as I do? And I like comedy, but I don't love it as much yes. as you do. So, But this is a horror podcast, so that's why we're doing it. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it it's rooted in you're afraid to be to look dumb oh, from jumping, and then it's also uh, you don't find it as much of a roller coaster uh, as I do. Yeah, so I think it kind of, kind of comes down to that. Oh, and shout out uh, real quick before we start this to uh, Eric Hoff for telling a story on the podcast about my mom telling him that uh, Keegan is her son who is 16 going on 18 and her other son is 18 going on 16. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of him to tell that story. It was. Wasn't it? I got a good laugh out of it. I bet you did. So yeah, that's kind of our fun little, little pre warm up for our, for the list here. Um, so what do you say we get into your honorable mentions? All right. Now, again, I don't have a list here. So Ben is just going to tell me stuff and I'm just going to riff. And for, but uh, I don't know what's on his list or his honorable mentions. That's so. the thing I'm most excited about. Me too. You don't know what the lines on the list. I'm so ex- I'm excited. So real quick, I'll say that 
especially for the honorable mentions, uh, it's obviously goes without saying there's going to be movies where I feel like I just kind of want to say mention really quickly. And I just want to go next one. Uh, I'll talk more about the, uh, my, my top five. And there will probably be something in the honorable mentions that Keegan and I sit there and talk about. But for the most part, I think for my honorable mentions, since these are all going to be movies that you've all seen a hundred million times, uh, I might just go through it really quickly. Sure. But not too quick. Anyway. All yeah. Right. I mean, we do we it ready? all the time where like certain honorable mentions, we talk a lot. And yeah. Certain we just give little things. On. Exactly. Yeah. So are we ready? I am ready. All right. Let's hear Ben Preslak's first honorable mention for his my, top five horror of all time. My honorable mentions are in no particular order. I could not do an order. But anyway, um, the first one I got is going to be uh, the Halloween classic Trick or Treat. Yes. Michael Doherty. A random movie to throw in here. Um, I kind of threw it in here for most part because it's an annual it's so movie. And it's, well, it's obviously so amazing. But it's a movie that is now annually on my it's on my list to watch annually just because of you. Uh, it is such every a, Halloween, man. It's, it, it's an instant classic. Yeah. The second it came out, it just becomes an instant classic. It's, it's it's baffling how I hate to use the word again, but instant classic trick or treat was. Yes. Like the first time you see it, you go, oh, this is like my next I will watch movie. this for like, the, every year for the rest of my life. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, obviously if there's a chance you haven't seen this, I mean, this needs to become annual watching for you. I feel like, yeah, I mean, next to the most obvious Halloween movie to watch, uh, this is right up there. For it's sure. So good. Every and, uh, single time we watch it. I think every movie you talk, I'm going to say whether, uh, oh, well, that's a scary one or it's not. And in this case, that one's not that scary. But So uh, I'm going to ask you one more time. You definitely can't see my list. No, I can't all? see so it. So you have no idea. No, nope, my this eyes. This is so exciting. My eyes don't work, dude. All right. Well, are we done with Trick or Treat? Yes. That was my first honorable mention. One of the best movies of all time. I'm 100% Second. with you. Second. I, I, I can't imagine there being a film on this list that I don't like. Uh, I'm going to take a guess and say you like every single movie on this okay, list. Okay, let's go. Go ahead. All right. Um, second honorable mention. Mm-hmm. The Shining. Yes. This is this is one of the movies I feel like got really close to my top five. Yeah, it's tough. I um, mean, when you're making a five out of every horror yeah, movie ever made, oh it's tough. Oh, my God. And The Shining what is there to say? I mean, I just uh, Stanley Kubrick. I just recently got to watch most of the shining again. Just recently it was yeah. on TV and it's always uh, on IFC. We were flipping through channels and boom, it was on. So we watched it. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to watch it. I feel like one of the best, uh, yeah. other best ways when Keegan and I are up in the mountains with our parents, we yep. just turn it on. It's so good. Yeah. It's such a hypnotic, oh, hauntingly man. hypnotic film. Everything that, about it. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, made by the late great Stanley Kubrick. Yes. And it's like saying, you know, he's a freaking God in filmmaking. It's so good. I mean, Jack what, Nicholson, you know, what I found out today. What'd you find out? Today? I found out today that Jack Nicholson won a Razzie. Yeah. For that performance. Yeah. That's yeah, so, so incredible. I mean, I, I know you're aware of this, but almost all of Kubrick's films are like panned when they come out. All of them. That's incredible. Which I mean, baffling, it is yeah. easily one of the best, Horror performances. Give me the bat. Of, oh, give, give me the bat. Give me the bat. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. Everything Wendy, about that. Love of my life. I'm not going <laughs> to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. Oh, yes. my God. It's, uh, and I, of course, you know, the all-time classic. Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a yep. dull boy. Oh, man. It's a film that, that never leaves my 
brain. And every time I see it, like you were talking about how when it's on TV, that's the best way, best way to watch it. It's an odd thing to say, but I agree because when it's on, you can't turn it off. Like I cannot. And it's funny because it's not because it's popcorn. It's just like hypnotic. You have to watch The Shining when it's on. One of the biggest regrets of my entire life uh, will always be that I wasn't uh, wealthy enough at the time okay. that that Mondo put out all that the shining gear uh, actually yes. it was it was technically room um 237 237 stuff but obviously it's just really I shining think, I think middle of beyond sells that yes, stuff now yeah. Oh, they still sell they it. They sell some of it. They don't sell all so of it. So one of the stuff. things that I will always regret that not rug. getting is the rug, Me but too. really just the uh, doormat because I don't need a whole rug. I don't really like rugs. Uh, this is a whole other thing. Yeah, I, that's we a can separate, go into a whole story well, about separate, why I don't like rugs. It's a separate podcast. Yeah, but rugs uh, with ben. But doormats. Everybody needs a doormat. And just to have that stupid oh, carpet would, pattern on a doormat. Oh, life. man. I love that pattern. Uh, one of my favorite bands is He Is Legend, and the lead singer has a tattoo on his arm and it's a circle and all it is is just the the carpet pattern yeah that's it's fucking awesome such a good tattoo anyway i mean oh my God. what more do you say about the, the shining, shining. It's, it's just a classic freaking amazing movie yeah. so good kubrick is probably the best ever I, that's different from favorite but kubrick's probably the best filmmaker of all time yeah i mean he's i mean I'm not like, never made a mistake. I'm not lighting the word world on fire. Any here. mistake you can ever find in a Kubrick movie, you can almost find a reason that it's not a mistake. It's that just he did it on insane. fucking yeah. purpose. Oh yeah. my god, it's incredible. He's such a. It, it, all of his movies are incredible. Yes. So that was The Shining. That's an honorable that mention. All right, honorable mention number three. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This one is Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. I'm just going to keep saying the director's name. <laughs> well, it's probably best. Edgar I'm Wright. sure there's a few on here. Shaun of the Dead. Well, the next one, I don't know that. Anyway. The first film in the Shaun Cornetto of Trilogy. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, man. That is an incredible, hilarious movie. It's a perfect movie for me to mention because I obviously love comedy. Yeah. Um, it's such a good comedy movie, and it's such a good horror movie. It's so – it's got everything. And it's so it's so good uh, as like kind of a – uh, George A. Romero nod. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it, but Simon Pegg, I can still watch Nick it to Frost. this day. And Keegan and I are still bust out laughing yeah. at some of the stupid jokes in that movie. Yeah. And Simon Pegg and Nick Frost cannot just do amazing, wrong, dude. Yeah. Uh, especially whenever Edgar Wright is behind the helm. I mean, it's uh, so good. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead fucking amazing. I'm with you. Well, to stay on the same, I'll just stay on the same uh, wavelength, the pace uh, with the next movie I have uh, sort of the same idea. It's, it's actually going to be scary movie. Oh, yeah. I put scary movie on, you here. know, people don't like scary movies. You know, a lot of my oral mentions I kept, uh, I made sure to put a couple in here that I felt like aren't necessarily the easiest movies to talk about in horror. Yeah. So I made sure to throw them in my honorable mentions, but not to say that scary movies, one of my favorites of all time, but I, th I wanted to throw them in there cause they are some of my favorite movies. Like scary movies, just incredible. Yeah. So when you can we, almost throw scary movie two in there as well, but yeah. scary movie itself. When we, uh, we did a top five, uh, horror comedies, yeah, and, so, uh, that's one of my favorite episodes. I was totally cool with it. I think it was my number two. I put scary movie, but I knew uh, not that we have like you know people that are going to talk shit to us. But I'm like, man, I'm going to look bad, but fuck it. I absolutely love yeah, scary is. movie. Yeah, I mean, it still follows. I mean, what is a scary movie if or like what is a horror movie if not a movie that follows the horror formula? Yeah, and what is scary movie if not? 
a movie that's literally based on the horror movie formula. I, I mean, think, it's, it is a horror movie. I think most people's problem with it in the horror genre is that it, it actually makes fun of the genre yeah, but it, instead of uh, in like Lou, celebrating it. In lieu, it's celebrating it. In lieu, it's celebrating it. You know like, that's what they were doing. You, me too, you know I agree. They, they love doing. horror. The, the Wayans brothers. Yeah. But, um, you know, in something like Cabin in the Woods or something like Scream, Scream's not really a comedy, but, like, they're send-ups of the horror genre. They're not talking shit. And I think most horror fans took Scary Movie as talking shit. I love it. I think it's a send-up of my favorite genre, and I fucking love the Wayans Brothers comedy. I'm a simple guy, so I love Scary Movie. But wait, there's more! And this one's a screamer! Uh, I love them so much in the movie, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Doofy. Uh, hilarious. Oh, man, Doofy. <laughs> um, completely making fun of uh, Arquette. Yes. Like, I mean, it's, it's just talking shit about David Arquette. Yeah, it's not, even, it it's not even just making a joke, a funny character. It's actually making fun of, of, a person. of an actual yeah. person. So good. <laughs> All right. I love that movie unabashedly, so I'm with you. This next movie on my honorable mentions is actually a movie that I added as we've been talking here because I, I just thought of it. I was like, why sure. didn't I throw this on there? And I'm glad I thought of it. It's a curveball from Ben. Here it is. Uh, this movie is the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yes, um, absolutely. Oh, man. I, I can't even believe that I didn't think about this one in the, whenever I first made this list. Uh, this was our favorite remake. We did a top five yeah. remake oh, episode. Yeah. This was our number one. It's just incredible. Uh, I really do love the original of the Dead series. Like, So there's there's a certain point where I haven't seen them, and I know that those are kind of like the bad ones anyway. You're um, talking the trilogy, basically. Yeah, but I've seen the yeah. trilogy. So I know, I know Night of the Living Dead. I know uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movies. Dawn of the Dead, probably my favorite, um, though I don't uh, knock Eric for loving Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Such a good classic. Um, but Dawn of the Dead is, Night is, is a like fantastic. top ten movies ever made. Yeah, and Dawn of the Dead's a fantastic movie. And, oh, my God, if there was any way to make that movie better, that is that is exactly what Zack Snyder did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he made... An incredible remake. Uh, yeah, it's got everything in it. Uh, it has everything from the fact that it's it's absolutely hilarious throughout the entire thing, whenever it needs to be. Yeah, um, it is really funny. But at the same time, it's still tense, and you still don't know what's coming. Well, and, you, and it's like super fucking serious at times and really yeah, fucked up. Yeah, and it's super. I'm trying to think. Like it's super gritty, but stylized. not stylized. That's exactly what it is. Mm, so, it's like, pretty stylized. That's what I'm saying. So that's exactly, yeah. yeah, it's the only way to say it. It's, I don't know, it's just got, it's visually appealing. It's, uh, which I wish I want to say that's what Zack Snyder is very good at, but eventually he, he went down a rabbit hole yeah. of trash. I, I mean, wish, it's hard to say. I was, uh, sorry, Wes. I wish Zack <laughs> Snyder would uh, can make a, a, just a normal movie again, yeah. but with his cool, crazy stylized sensibility. So, yeah. But, but just I like make sucker a regular punch. fucking movie. Again. I know that sucker punch isn't a great movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But other than that, it's like even 300, I feel like it was overblown, yeah. but I, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Watchmen, Watchmen's legitimately Watchmen, great. Watchmen, yes. Watchmen is again over stylized, yes. and I love Watchmen. I don't know how he did the. I mean, Dawn of the Dead is just—it's easily his best movie. I want and it's it, incredible. At some point, Zack Snyder, please just make a regular fucking movie again with your sensibilities. Get out of that DC world. I mean, that's the only thing I can say is that I think he is out of it, but not by his choice. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Anyway, 
So, Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, the best Dawn of the Dead remake. I'm glad that I thought of it. Um, I would have been very upset if I thought of it later on and, and didn't talk about it. It's, it's easily one of my favorite movies. I mean, just some of Love the it. music. The music's great. Yes. They got the like the Richard Cheese yep. uh, down with the sickness. Oh, uh, 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 uh. Yep. It's so good. Um, Fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of Easily one of the best zombie movies of all time. Yes. All right. So, I got one more honorable mention. Okay, I'm ready. It, uh, it's another one that that you guys have had the debate over and over again of if it's horror, if it's not. Uh, it's another reason why it's on the honorable mentions. This one probably should have been on the top five, if not, if it weren't for the fact that I, I kind of want to keep it out of horror a little bit. But I do understand and say it is horror. Anyway, is Jaws. Oh, wow. Okay. So Keegan's favorite movie of all time. Of all time. Um, I mean, what can I say about Jaws? It's It's... It's easily one of the best movies of all time. It yep. is. It has everything. It is. It is the movie. It, it is, is everything. It is everything. I mean, it's. It. It has literally everything that makes an amazing movie. It's. It's Steven Spielberg at his absolute best. I mean, it is. I don't even. What do I yeah, say? Yeah. What do you say? I mean, really, I have a tough time talking about so Jaws good. every time because I, I was kidding. Seen it a million times. Yeah. A million. I was just kidding, like Dumb and Dumber saying it's everything like as a joke, but like. It, is. it actually is fucking everything. Um, so I'm with you. I, I guess I probably shouldn't even. I don't even have to talk it. Yes, Jaws. Yeah, it's. Uh, um, everybody's I, seen it. I never and put everybody it on my list it. because I never see it as a horror film, but I totally understand yeah, that it's, people it, do. It is a horror it's film. It's more of a like adventure, adventure yeah. film. It's more Spielberg adventure. Like Jurassic Park really but that's isn't why horror. And that's I feel like, how the, I feel like the fact that this is even a conversation is one of the reasons why it's the best movie of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is that and I hate that like has aspects of everything has its adventure. It's so and I don't want to sound like I'm fighting that it's a horror movie. I'm just saying that's why I've never considered it. But I have no problem that people consider it a horror. I'm with you. It actually makes me happy. Um, I feel like if like some of the stuff at the end of Jaws wasn't so bloody, people might not consider it as much of a horror movie. I don't know. I mean, there's Uh, certain spot. I mean, you're you're running away from a monster in a way. It's a monster movie. At the same time, I'm not really. I don't really consider Cloverfield a horror movie. So and Ah, most people and most people do. So like I don't monster movies. While we talked them on the pod because they're genre, uh, I'm sorry, giant monsters. You know what? Fuck it. I love Jaws. Well, that's that's why it's on my honorable mentions. I mean, that's it. That's literally the only yeah. reason. If it if it was just easily a horror movie, it'd be on my top five. Maybe yeah. even number one. Um, but that's it. So that's my honorable mentions. All right. So now, so we had Trick or Treat, The Shining, Shaun of the Dead, Scary Movie, Dawn of the Dead remake, and Jaws. And now, I know I'm kidding. Okay, it's time for Ben's top five horror films of all time. Now, as always with these lists, remember this is Ben's off the cuff thinking. This is Ben picking five films. Very hard to do. Yes, exactly. That he can possibly remember. So there's stuff he may leave out. And of course, this is a favorites list, not the best. We don't care about what's the best. We care about what we like. So Ben's top five horror goes and i'm kidding uh let's start it what is ben's number five number five all right my number five favorite horror horror movie of all time is the conjuring oh wow okay cool all right james wan james wan's the con (laughs) just name the director (laughs) i didn't say spielberg james wan i know i made sure to throw it in there for you all right so james wan's the conjuring absolutely one of my favorites 
Um, a movie about a happy family that moves into a house that happens to be haunted by an evil demon. Bathsheba. And uh, terror ensues. So, so it this is, film actually is scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, it's a movie I did see in theater. Uh, I actually saw the sequel in theater as well. So I think you guys I made you see this, right? Can in give theater? me a golf clap. Uh, you told me I should, and I happened to be in Hobbs, New, New Mexico, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> with some friends. Uh, and they're like, hey, we should go see a movie. And I'm like, yeah, okay. What do you, what do you guys want to go see? They said The Conjuring. And I'm like, I don't really want to see The Conjuring, yeah. but Keegan told me I should, and I guess, God, I mean, I remember trying so hard to kind of talk him out, and I, I didn't want to go see it, and yeah. I still, to this day, actually stand by that, because <laughs> it's so tense, and it's so scary. The Conjuring has, but, let's just get to it, The Conjuring has a scene in the film that, to this, oh man, to this, that, this is, you said earlier something about something you think about in randomly bed. in bed. Yep. This is one of those things for me. So like the ghost or the entity or whatever is pulling on the child's feet while she's asleep in bed. Um, so can I, can I randomly throw in something? I think about here? that all the time. I recently, uh, the house I live, I live out with, uh, with my fiance and my fiance's family. I currently live with, uh, with some of her family right now. Uh, they watch a lot of, uh, lifetime. Okay. Um, and just the other night, no joke, uh, there randomly was this like lifetime movie, of course, okay. mm-hmm. and it was a horror movie. It was so weird. I was like, like, I remember it's starting and I'm kind of like watching and, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be just like every lifetime movie, you know, some woman's going to be battered and you know, it's just gonna be something uh, like every other movie is sure. And like slowly, but surely I'm like, is this a horror movie? Like you can tell that tone and yeah. I'm like sitting there by myself, like they're there, but I'm like in my head going like, all right, I got to check this out. And I don't even know, remember the name. I don't remember too much about it. Cause I did end up falling asleep and perfect to bring up on podcast, <laughs> but I will say it was on lifetime. It's about a ghost. And there is a scene in the movie. This is actually the moment where I went, wait a second. What the fuck is this? And that okay. was when they're the girls, uh, these young girls are in bed and one of the young girls gets yanked in the bed yeah. and she doesn't wake up, but the sister saw it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, that's whenever all of a sudden I'm like, this is a horror movie. I don't get why is this on Lifetime. So it's apparently Lifetime made this horror movie. I don't remember the name of it. doesn't matter. I just wanted to say that was the moment where I was like, I don't really want to watch this. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing I don't like. I don't yeah. want people messing with my feet. Well, well, I'm, I'm asleep. Yeah. yeah. Which, no, I'm... shout out to another movie we talked about earlier that I won't mention the name of. Uh, that shit uh, freaks me out. So, I mean, I know we're, we're focusing on one aspect, but just to talk about things that scare me in the middle of the night, you know, one of the things that we, we always are afraid of is, you know, we feel like if we put the covers over our bed and our feet don't hang off the bed, we're okay. Yep. But if your feet hang off the bed, you're fucking done. Yep. Shit's rolling downhill. You're going to get pulled. There's going to be shit down oh, there. Oh, it's so awful. And, and they know uh, that. So and The Conjuring did it better than anybody. And that's what James Wan is so good at with The Conjuring was just like he knows the perfect ways to scare you, the perfect ways to freak you out. It's The Conjuring's fantastic. And he knows the times not to scare you. That's the thing. Yeah. Is he, he, he has, he's one of the best people at, at ramping you up to go lulling, oh. It's lulling you in. And, and some movies do this. Some movies do it all the time, but I don't. nobody does it better than him. He really makes you think, and then you're like, you know, you're crunk, crunk, crumpling your T-shirt. Yeah. You're like, my, my fists are turning white, and then all of a sudden, nothing. And then yeah. later on, you do the same thing, and he scares the living shit out of you. So, 
it's oh man it's a movie all of its own the conjuring is it's definitely the most recent movie everything else on here is going to be kind of on the older side but uh it's the best it's probably the best horror movie in the past like 10 years i mean it's, it's probably yeah freaking incredible yeah uh starring vera farmiga oh yeah i was gonna tell you patrick wilson who's fantastic patrick wilson, it, who's yeah. amazing uh and so, the kids who once again are nobodies but somehow found like for this freaking perfect. movie and that the, you know the one girl who's like the one being terrorized joey I mean, king absolutely incredible name? i don't know why you know her name but i know because she was eventually in one of the worst movies of last year wish upon wow and it's fucking terrible Razzie worthy huh Razzie worthy for sure All right uh, but yeah, so, uh, conjuring one of, uh, the best recent horror movies ever made. So I'm, I'm totally with you. I mean, we can move on, but James Wan's camera movements also, no, you know, I, I love not, so we, much. Actually, if you'd like to hear more about the conjuring, Keegan and I have an episode of the Preslag brothers film cast. Don't listen to it based on the conjuring. Go listen to that. Yes. Um, also like the two best scenes in the movie in this film don't deal with our central characters. They deal with like the Annabelle doll. Like it's like the opening with like the miss me and shit. Like it is so fucking good. So fucking scary. Uh, I love it. I fucking love conjuring. I'm with you. So that's been number five. That's, that's awesome. The fact that you don't know what's on my list is the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah. To me right now. And I like that you think I can read it from here. I really can't. Well, I, I just like, cause I got to surprise you with the conjuring. Now I can see from here that your number so, four is wish upon, which is interesting. But. <laughs> Have you, uh, so far, have I surprised you with my list? I would say no. I mean, these are films that... But were you thinking when Ben made a list, would he have The Conjuring on it? I kind of thought it would be, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, the next one may be another one that you thought of. Uh, this is my number four. Okay, I'm ready. Hit me. And I went for a cop-out. The I film actually, cop-out. Wow, okay. Yeah, cop-out starring <laughs> Jake Johnson. Um, yes. I could not decide between the two. Wait, that's Let's Be Cops. Cop out. No, I I wear it now. Okay, cop out I, is Bruce Willis. You guys should have seen Keegan's face whenever I Kevin said Kevin Smith, Jake Johnson, because he said yes, and he wasn't even listening to me anymore. No, now he's I'm like, deep. That's let's be cops. deep in thought, thinking of how I was wrong. Let's and I didn't cops. even know I was wrong until he said it. Let's be cops. A good Anyways. movie. Cop out. A terrible movie. <laughs> uh, the movie Cop Out, starring Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. <laughs> all right, so all right, here we go. My number four is. is uh, two out. is two movies because I couldn't decide between the two. Do you Hit know me what movies them. they are? Hmm. Insidious one and two. Nope. Uh, I've never seen those. So it is actually Evil Dead one and two. Sure. Of course. I couldn't do it. I didn't I, see. I forget because like it's not often we talk these big movies. Yes. It's, it's it's so so yeah. Of course, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. So um, Sam Raimi. I couldn't decide between the two for obvious reasons. Everybody out there knows them, so I don't really need to go too far into it, but they're just so incredible. So I said I was going to steal uh, that Bugs Bunny term earlier. That's sure. what it is. Is there's there's Evil Dead, and then there's the Bugs Bunny Evil Dead. Yeah. And um, obviously, if you look into it, there is a reason why, or at least they say there's a reason why Evil Dead 2 uh pretty much has it's a it's a remake but at the same time has more yep so it's kind of like they made evil dead one and then when they made evil dead two they they were afraid no one saw evil dead so they made sure to kind of uh uh do a recap but instead of if i remember correctly it was like a different distributor or something at the time so they ended up having they couldn't use footage from the first film in evil but it made it almost incredible because you got to kind of see i could have that wrong but that's you got to kind of see a remake 
with more money. And and it's hilarious. Like it's yeah. almost better. It's but it's it's not better. Like I feel like they're just so different. Yeah. Like I, I, I today I watched actually a comparison of the two so that I could kind of prepare myself to talk about the two. Okay. And you when did doing research? that did a little bit. Uh, when doing that, I saw footage from the original Evil Dead, and I'm like, oh, man, that looks yeah. so good. Like, it's just that it's got that old feel to it, and then you see the car rolling up, just the way the camera looks, the way yeah. the, the film looks. It's so good. And then you see Evil Dead 2, and it's so good for its own reasons. Like, they're so good in their own way. Yeah. So I couldn't pick which one to pick. Uh, Evil Dead 1 and 2, easily one of my favorite horror movies. Both of them are easily. Even Army of Darkness you could throw in there. I could have thrown that in the honorable mentions, but I felt like if I did that, it would cue you in on the fact that I'm going to talk about Evil Dead, so yeah. I didn't do it. Uh, but it should easily be in there. Army of Darkness is fantastic as well. Easy, beautiful way to wrap up doing some kind of like fantasy, strange yep. timepiece. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So give me some sugar, baby. Evil Dead. Uh, you know, I've talked about it before on the podcast. I'm a bigger fan of the first Evil Dead than I am two. Like, and I've said this before. Evil Dead Two is arguably probably a better movie, but there's just something about the original film where it was still gold. It was still like played mostly serious. And while I love the comedic aspects of Evil Dead Two. Um, I don't know, man. I just love the first movie. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it just feels so, uh, real, I guess like time and place. Whereas evil dead two is more of like going for it. You know, it's more yeah. of the, the, and it's and like I said, it's arguably a better movie, but I love evil dead. The first They're one was so my favorite. incredible. I mean, both of them, Sam Ramy. And it's funny. We were talking, uh, James Wan. I feel like the closest director that James Wan is, he's closest to Sam Raimi. Yep, that would be easily uh, yeah. a good comparison for sure. Obviously, the camera movements. Camera movements stuff, yeah. and I mean just the, the even, thought process even on the scares. Uh, even James Wan, that's the thing about him. He knows to make things funny here and there. Like not as funny as Sam Raimi, but he knows that in order to get you into a scare, you need to laugh sometimes. Yeah. And so anyways, James Wan, the new Sam Raimi. But uh, – yeah, Evil Dead 1 and 2, incredible. So that's your number three? Uh, n- number four. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's hear Ben's number three. Ba-da-ba-da-bub. So my Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. number three is another annual classic. Let me think. Krampus. I'm just kidding. No. Krampus is good, but it's not. But I think not. you know what it is then. Halloween. No. Oh, okay. Uh, another Black Christmas. Silent Close. Night, Deadly Night. There you go. Yeah. It'd be Silent Night, Deadly Night. So this is easily... One of the best horror movies uh, ever made. One of my favorite episodes of The Ghoul Squad had to be the Christmas horror episode. That is our uh, most downloaded oh God, episode. Guys, I love Christmas horror so much because I love Christmas. I absolutely... Yeah. You guys are huge Halloween people, obviously, for good reason. I love Christmas and yep. I love the, the, the idea of horror movies. So I love Christmas horror movies so much. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is is easily the best one. I could listen to you guys talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night for an entire podcast, yeah. uh, an entire episode. Um, we picked it as our number one, but the older I get, man, Black Christmas is rising. Black Christmas but... is very good. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, it's got, I mean, it's got a killer Santa. <laughs> it's got for it's, for starters. I mean, for starters, uh, I mean, it has it has just the right amount of gore, just yeah. the right amount of of dark very dark themes oh my god i mean it has uh, it's a killing it's a sleazy film but has santa killing people in front of a a bunch of school kids and a a catholic school kids killing a nun Um, oh my god it's it's 
you know, it is a sleazy film, so let's get that out of the way. Super but sleazy. But it's not overly sleazy, yeah. I feel like. Like, it's not Super to, sleazy for a movie that, that did go to theaters. Yeah. Like, New York Ripper is fucking sleazy. Fulci's New York Ripper. This is, like, the perfect amount. Uh, oh, man. Which I love New York Ripper as well, but Silent Night, Deadly Night keeps it still a film, but it has sleaze. Uh, I love Silent Night, Deadly Night, dude. Uh, punish. Um, we've talked it so much on the podcast, but I'm with you. It's, I, I certainly wouldn't have put it ahead of evil dead or I might've put it ahead of conjuring, but I'm not sure. But, uh, obviously, you know, it's one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time. I mean, I could watch that movie a million times. I love it. I have the new, uh, screen factory Blu-ray and it's fucking yeah, awesome. I'm excited. It's finally like the right way to have the film. I have and, the, uh, let's see. Actually, most of these movies I've been saying, I have the, the record, uh, yes, you the, do. Uh, vinyl of their, uh, soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Ben watch it every year. Um, we also tried to, we watched uh, part two for the first time and we got to see garbage day, oh, gar- garbage day. Yeah. Um, and I'm dying. I said I was going to do it this past year. It didn't happen. So this December, I'm going to watch all of them. There's five silent night. Deadly I need night to be films. part of that. I One of them is called of the toy maker and shit. Like I want to see them. Yeah. They obviously don't have stuff to do with the first film, yes. but Hey, they're all Christmas horror. I mean, I, I gotta see only them. issue with them is they're, they're kind of inaccessible. They're hard to get and they look like shit. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that at some point like Vestron or somebody, whoever owns, I think Lionsgate owns like two and three. I wish somebody had just put some of these out on Blu-ray, do a double pack or whatever. I don't know. So, yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night, man. I'm with you. All right. Well, uh, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We are getting down to the nitty gritty. The last two. All right. So, number two, another annual classic Halloween. Halloween. All right. <laughs> so, obviously, John it's on the Carpenter. list. Carpenter. This was tough. I mean, it was really tough. Uh, I feel like literally the only reason it's not number one is I didn't want to copy you. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really hard. Yeah, I think I my really favorite love these horror top film two. of all time is, is Halloween. Oh, I love these top two so much. So I feel like that's what pushed it under. I will say I really do love my number one probably more than any other horror movie. Sure. Um, for other reasons, I guess. But it's going to be hard. Anyway, let's talk about Halloween. I we were talking about Jaws earlier, and I feel like Jaws is everything. Yeah. Halloween is everything. There you go. Everything, man. Yeah. It's so good. Um, it's like my life. We talk about, uh, you talk about all the time, uh, camera movements and, and the way yeah. that cameras are placed. No movie, almost no movie does it better than, than Halloween. Dean Cundy, easily one of the best. Uh, there's no reason I should even know that name, but I have a brother named Keegan. Yeah. And, um, and he, the way they use like lenses in that film and the way light, yes. like it's uses the whole f- screen. I mean, the insane. whole frame it's every insane. single time. And that movie's made for like nothing. And yeah. it's fucking, yes. I mean, just the story is obviously absolutely incredible. The, the execution is even better. Uh, it's, it's just it's it's got everything. It's, Every time I watch it's it, it's not. I, I as a kid, I, you talked about this recently. As a kid, I was terrified of it. And then yeah. as an adult, I mean, I can't get enough of it. I have to watch it every year. Yeah. I mean, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I got to watch all the sequels. <laughs> and so then I good. do. And, you know, obviously the sequels aren't as good. But um, it's it's the weird thing where, like, every time I watch it, it it's like almost getting harder for me to rewatch it in a way because I like it so much. And yeah. that's stupid, but like it's it's just so um iconic. It's so historic. It's it's I don't know. It's like the most important horror film probably ever, uh, at least to me. And so uh yeah, I absolutely love it. Every time I, I watch it now, it's like it's 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 almost emotional, regardless of what's happening in the film, because I, I like it too much. So 
yeah, that's my talk on Halloween. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't uh, Eric put Halloween in it's like his, his number five or some mentions shit or something in in a certain episode? His favorite Halloween. Oh yeah, he did top five Carpenter. Yeah, and it was in his honorable <laughs> mention. Kills me. Somebody, I love Eric. I can't remember who it was. I apologize. Yeah. Somebody sent us a message. Yeah. It might have been Josh goes to hell. You talked about this, and he said, "He said I spit out my coffee yep. at work whenever I heard." I Eric. obviously listened to this at work as well <laughs> in my truck and. Oh but, my God, I died. You know, and I'm not making fun of him. It's Eric's list. No, I want him to incredible. make his list. But the idea. <laughs> but that's Halloween another reason. Normal that, I feel like that's another reason I, I love you guys' uh, podcast. Yeah, so I agree. That, I agree. Is that he he has, you guys have such a difference. Sometimes, we like completely different things. Oh my God, it's so perfect. You guys yeah. are so perfect. I mean, too. sometimes we're simpatico on stuff. Sometimes we do like similar stuff, especially newer stuff. We're really good at liking yeah. probably together. But older stuff, yeah, dude, he's all Fulci, all Italian, all that shit. And I'm all, you know, Carpenter, all, you know, the shit basically. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, that was Halloween. I can't that think of your number, number one. Two. I'm I was obviously. About to ask you. Uh, so, so. Like I said, it's tough. It was really tough. What do you think? You get one guess. What is my number one? The thing. No, why would that thing be my number one? <laughs> I love the thing, but I really can't think, and I don't want yeah, to. one real guess. One real guess. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Gremlins. No, that's not a bad guess. Okay, I guess I Gremlins should have been on. My I tried. I tried. Hey, Gremlins is now on my honorable mentions as of yeah. right now. Yeah, I, it's funny because Gremlins probably like is a horror movie, and I've, I've never yeah. put it because I watched it when I was so young. I never thought of it as horror, but yeah, Gremlins. All right, so my number one is... The Last Exorcism Part 2. No. <laughs> the Witch. No, I'm just kidding. The Witch is fucking the Witch great. is fantastic. Uh, all right, my number right. one. Ben's number one my number horror one film is of all time. Texas Chainsaw Oh, Massacre. wow. Okay, cool. Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, 1974. I absolutely love the TCM movies. Yeah. Um, I, I have this strange love. Obsession. Oh, yeah, with skin. Human skin. Oh, I mean, with this movie. <laughs> with the films, I yeah, mean. Yeah, the films. Cellul- yeah, celluloid, come on. Um, It's so good. Uh, I can't. There's little kids running. It's, it's a movie that I'm going to have us. a hard time talking about because the Halloween was just before it. So sure, I yeah. go on and on about Halloween. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's easily been one of my favorite horror movies for a long, long time. I'd say, like I said, it kind of goes hand in hand. I think they both, you could really, one and two could be. Pick either reverse, one. Yeah. yeah, pick either one for this. But uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, has always been a movie I loved. We I remember a long time ago when Netflix was a DVD delivery service. That's right. Uh, that Keegan had subscribed to. Mm-hmm. We made it a point to watch all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that were out at that time. Yep. And I loved every single one. TCM2 is easily another one of my favorites. Another that Toby I, Hooper. I probably would have put on the list, but once again, I didn't really want to talk about TCM at all until I talked about it. Um it's got, I mean, it's got so many different things I love about it. It's got that grittiness. It got, has that disgustingness that I like, but not too too much of it. It's, it never has a film felt so like documentary. Dirty. Oh yeah, like you you. It, it feels actually, like like w- when they said cut, did the stuff stop? Like it's so. Yeah. I've never seen someone shoot a like it's a movie. It's not you know it's not like. There's actors. I've never seen a movie shot so well, like encapsulating like chaos. Like 
some of the stuff towards the end, just pure chaos, pure nightmare. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm not sure. Okay. Let me say this. So Halloween is my favorite horror film of all time. I, while I could not do it, I know how to make Halloween. I couldn't do it, but I know how they made it, right? They had really grid lenses. They had Dean Cundy. He lit everything. John Carpenter is the best director of all time. It makes sense. I know how they made it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know how this shit is made. Yeah. Like, how did this get made in how this did way? Things take a turn. How did things take a turn? I, exactly. I, so, so that's what I would say about yeah. it. Is it's kind of a mind blowing film because I don't even know how you make something like one this. One of my favorite things about, uh, by the way, rest in peace, Toby Hooper. Uh, one of my favorite things about Texas yes. Chainsaw Massacre is is the fact that throughout my entire childhood. I'll always remember. Ben's always wanted to be Leatherface. I've always wanted to be able to kill people and wear their skin. <laughs> uh, I've, I'll always remember teachers and older people always telling me as a kid, like, oh, I remember whenever that guy uh, that oh, caught yeah. Leatherface. Like, I remember, uh, like, I remember there was somebody I told me a story about. I remember their that. friend was a guard in the jail that where they Leatherface, held Leatherface was. Yep. Like, oh, it's so good. I love that now as an adult, I'm like. Those people were all lying to me yeah. as a kid. Leatherface because does it didn't not exist. exist. Like they just don't even. That's how good the movie is, though. The, yeah. the movie makes you think that. It, and that's what I'm saying. Like on, the way it's made, like it's like, oh, this is all real. Like this happened. So that being said, it is based on uh, the acts. It's of an indictment Ed Gein. on Ed it's Gein. An indictment on Ed Gein. I actually listened to a podcast <laughs> about Ed Gein recently. Okay, and it gave me a little bit more insight. The butcher I'm, I'm, I'm going to eventually become Ed Gein. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Here. You're obsessed uh, with him. I listened to more about him and, and just and these are this is something I already knew, but something that spawn, uh, came into my head again after listening to that podcast would be the fact that it's incredible how many movies. I mean, just how many movies, how many ideas have were based spawned on, off of him. Yeah, I mean, the book Psycho, and then of course the movie afterwards, and it is one of the most incredible things in the world. I couldn't even put Psycho on this list. I mean, literally anything yeah. based on Ed Gein could be on this list. Ed Gein, Psycho, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I know there's one more that I'm not thinking of that's huge. Um, there's a movie called Ed Gein, Ed Gein Virtual Plainfield. No. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Buffalo Bill. Yes, that's what it is. Thank it's, you. Uh, but that's not the, a huge movie in my life. But so the other two are. Silence of the Lambs. Psycho is a fantastic movie, and and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is easily one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite horror movie on this list. So uh, it's just incredible. I watched a film with uh, Eric uh, about a year ago, and I believe it was called, I hope I get this right, Deranged? I think it was what it was. And it was based on Ed Gein. I'd never seen it. It's an Ed Gein film I had never seen. And boy, it made my skin crawl. It was nasty. So yeah, listening uh, if you to want the story, a new Ed Gein film, deranged. Listening to the actual full story of Ed Gein uh, told in that podcast. The podcast is called Serial Killers. I don't know if you want to check it out. Um, it is kind of skin crawling. Yeah. Uh, you you sort of get a really good look into like, wow, I guess this is how he spawned these movies. Because it's very loosely, obviously. Yeah, he's, loosely he's for TCA. He's not Leatherface. Yeah. No. And he's not, he's not even, he's not Norman Bates either. No. But- you sort of go, oh, that's how Norman Bates came from him. Oh, that's how Leatherface yeah, came from the him. The idea of that neighbor. And the that, I, well, the idea also for of Psycho the of the mother, yeah, 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 is that he he just loves and his see, mother. And that's in Deranged. In Deranged, it's an Edgine type character who uh his mom dies, but he like keeps her skeleton like in the bed and like uh like he thinks he needs to feed her and yeah, stuff because he thinks she's that's still exactly alive. It. Yeah, and so if the range is fucked up, but it's it's a cool movie. 
So Shout out to Eric for showing that to me. Yeah, it's it's oh man. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just easily easily one of the best movies of all time. TCM, the original Toby Hooper film. You know, I like the sequels, but this film is sort of seminal. It's a shock wave in horror. Like it's it's just something that you can't like TCM two. That's an awesome movie. I could make TCM two. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm not talented. I couldn't make TCM two. But I'm saying like, but this movie, man, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original from 1974. It's just, I don't even know how this was made. So I know I keep saying that, but well, it's, yeah. and it's a baffling so film. I'll leave this with talking about one of the most beautiful moments. And I feel like horror film history is the moment, the final moment yeah. of, uh, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, and the moment whenever the, you know, it, spoiler alert. I don't know. I mean, if you haven't seen Texas it, Chainsaw you know, Massacre, of course, but, uh, watching, you know, the, the, I don't know her name, but the main girl of the movie Sally? pretty much finally getting away, getting in that truck in the back of that truck and just taking off and with leather face swinging that chainsaw around yeah. like a madman and losing his mind. And he's still there. And it's with just like the sunset. Oh too. man. It's so beautiful. And nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happened to him. She got away and that's it. Like the movie's over. That's it. They don't need to show you him getting killed by a cop. They don't nope. need to show you. And that's just, it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful ending. And, to that, that movie. and that's why I'm just so baffled by the film. Like how, how was this conceived? And like, I almost feel bad for Toby Hooper in a way, because while all the films he made after this are good, um, he never lived up to this yeah. ever again. Like he made good stuff after it. You know, I understand, but TCM is just like this, this, seminal moment in history and yeah it's all punctuated by the end of the film where like there's just all this chaos and then she for one second sees the window jumps out the fucking window and you're like oh shit she's outside the house runs through the woods gets in a truck and you're like either he's gonna catch her or you just assume that somebody's gonna kill Leatherface. like this is how movies end yeah but instead, she gets in the back of the truck. Well, Black Maria shows up, and I think he kills the guy in the. Yes, it's, it's yes. a big. It's a truck called Black the, Maria. Uh, and then, what do they call it? Oh, another movie I should have thrown into my honorable mentions: Cabin in the Woods. He call they call it the uh, Harbinger. The Harbinger. He shows up. Yes. But yeah, but he he drives away or he gets killed or whatever, and then she just jumps in that truck and it drives away, and it's just her like crying out in insanity because. She doesn't even know what's going on anymore because it's just so visceral. It's such a visceral film. And yeah, it ends and you're just like, fuck, like, fuck. There's no moment of let up once yeah. that sequence starts. And it's it's brilliant. I mean, it it's just brilliant. It fades the black and fades the credits. I mean, it's and that's it. Yeah, it's just fucking over. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, recently, we had watched like, I don't know why, but we watched like almost all the TCM films. I think it's because uh, TCM 2 came out from Screen Factory. Do you remember that? Yeah. So I watched TCM with you, the new 4K and restoration. We watched TCM two, TCM two, and then we watched. I think you watched the, unless you didn't, the remake with me, and then the beginning. But either way, I watched. I haven't seen those in a long time. So I, I watched watch them. all four of those films in like a span of like four days or something. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm TCM'd out right now because they're so. What bad. I realized about the films is the ends are all just people screaming and chainsaw whirring. <laughs> uh, but again, the first film popularized that, so it's it's so great. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not much else to say about it. It's, it's a classic, and it is my number one favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, uh, run down your top five again, from five to one. All right. So we had at number five, The Conjuring. At number four, Evil Dead One and Two. At number three, Silent Night, Deadly Night. 
at number two, Halloween, and at number one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a good list, man. It was that's good stuff. That's the best I could have done. That's the best I could have done. That's the best I can do, and I can't do much else. I think I think from hearing that repeated, I think the only truly like jump scary movie in there is The Conjuring, right? Because the rest isn't yes. like scary, scary. I yeah, mean, that's Halloween is scary, but in a different. And way. And also, the other thing is, is that back then those movies probably didn't oh, make yeah. a jump. So it's more about the fact that there's one modern movie on there and a bunch of classics, right? And I've talked about it before. I mean, I was terrified by Halloween when I was a kid. So, um, but yeah, so that was a great list, Ben. Oh, thank you. Well, I was very excited for you to hear it. Here we are at the end of the podcast. Do we have anything else to say about your your uh, your stuff? Not that I can think of. How long are we at? What are we at right now? Let's see. We're at 2.30? Now, we are going to cut some stuff out. There was times where Keegan had to go uh, to the bathroom, take a potty break. That's there were true. times where I completely lost my train of thought and looked up in horror at the fact that all I of those was completely in. screwing this up. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, we're about two and a half hours in. That's pretty good. So did That's kind of what I was hoping did for. Did you enjoy being a guest yes. on the Ghoul Squad podcast? It was nice to get back to podcasting with you. Uh uh, I am the reason that the Preslock Brothers film cast uh, failed. That's uh, true. And uh, I'm also the reason that this podcast <laughs> has <gonna> failed. <laughs> this is the um, final episode. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. I could talk. I think that you and I work really well because we can just talk about movies forever. Um, but as I said before, I think nothing works better than you and Eric. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, Eric, Thank you. Uh, this should be your one and only uh, he won't break. Listen. He won't uh, listen to don't this. ever take another break again because you guys are absolutely killing it. And Eric's going to be back, and that's where I should come in. Uh, I've been talking to him. You know, we we recorded last night, and uh, yeah, he's just on his hiatus. He'll be back. He, I don't. The thing I knew about Eric was he couldn't stay away. He loves this no. shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I still. I mean, there's no way. Easy. Just I would has... like to come back again. Never, never okay. again. This is the worst. I'm kidding. Actually, that's a, you know, I could do filming uh, work only, on weekends. Yeah. On weekends or holidays. Yeah. Uh, around Christmas. I could, uh, I would like to ask, uh, the many, 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 many listeners of the goal squad. Yeah. Uh, the the hundreds, uh, the tens, the ones. Do you guys, uh, did you guys enjoy this? And yeah. Let so, us know. Please let the ghoul squad Twitter know. Our Just regulars will let us know. Like go tweet Brian, them. I like want to know. Like it's probably paranormal. Don't tell me like the dream if warrior. I'm as good as Eric. Cause Josh I know I'm not. Hell. I am not Eric and I, uh, he will be back. Um, Hellmouth kid. But I hope I did a good enough job to keep you guys, uh, interested. Yes. Let us know. Tweet Ben, tweet me, tweet at ghoul squad FM. Follow us on Instagram. At, at Ghoul Squad FM on Twitter at Ghoul Squad FM. Easily one of the best uh, follows on Instagram is uh, Ghoul Squad FM. That's true. You guys, Instagram. Although game if you made it this far, point. you're probably already following us. If you're Instagram. not, then you probably don't have an Instagram account. That's true. Eric does a real good job on too. Oh yeah, recently I gave the keys to our Twitter to uh, Eric. So. How's that been going? Uh, he kind of quit already. Yeah, it's, yeah, most apathetic man I've ever met. But yeah, well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Eric. So. Uh, as we always do at the end of these podcasts, we always drag, and here we are dragging. Well, do you have anything else to add? My last thing would be, Eric, if you were listening to this, if you've heard up to this point, I would like you to go on Twitter and tweet at Ben Preslak, just so everybody knows, that's my Twitter account. Follow Ben at Ben Preslak, at ben, at ben Preslak, what's up, da? I want you to do that. And what if he tell does it me, by accident just because he wants to hit you up? Uh, he's never done that in the past, and I highly doubt he'll ever do it in the future. I highly doubt he'll do it now because I bet you he isn't listening. 
So with that being said, uh, I forgot one other part. Buy a shirt. Bit.ly slash Ghoul Squad. Buy a shirt. I had a good time. I think I think it's going to be a good episode. People enjoy it. Um, it's kind of pointless to talk about now because at this point, if they're hearing this, they've already heard it. So, who, you know. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope uh, everybody's well. So if anybody's here, I promise we're about to end. But uh, let me and Eric know if you want us to do a uh, – we were thinking about doing a commentary episode of the podcast. I am uh, very excited about this as idea. A, as a bonus. So, again, my main concern is I am not very good audio technical-wise. So I think there might be audio – like it might sound bad, but we were certainly willing to try it. So, yeah, let us know if you want us to do a commentary. Um, hit us up. I think that's it. Anything else to say, Ben, because I'm going to end the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Ben Preslak. Follow me on Instagram, at Ben Preslak. Uh, if you want to play HQ. Oh, my God. Put in use, my referral my code. my referral code. Ben Preslak. Uh, no, it's actually B Preslak. B Preslak uh, to get me some extra lives. and uh, Listen to Ghost. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah, listen to Ghost. That's BC. it. Uh, all hail... Papa Emeritus. Now is time. Oh, Uh-oh. it's fine. We'll leave it at that. Oh, you, oh yeah. Well, you'll... I was going to throw in there. I forgot that uh, Ghost may be coming out with a new album soon. That's it. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, hopefully by now, Ghouls You Back Off is playing and playing me off. So uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. I'll be back soon. And uh, see you guys later. <laughs>